Today on Game Red Radio, the boys are back in town, and we talk about the pretty sweet Vegas rocket. Game Red Radio starts now. Hey, look at that, it's live. <clears throat> it All right. Yeah, yeah. I decided to do that lead-in just because, just in case. I don't trust the internet. I barely trust you guys. That's just how it works. So, on that note, it's uh, episode 192 of Gamerhead Radio. Uh, you'll notice that I am back in my hidey hole that I call a studio because I am off the road. I am also GOAT. That probably is prevalent at this point to say. Uh, you guys want to chime in with who you are? It'd be helpful. Sure, I am. I am. I am Charlie ponied out Technotronic or Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am John. Trotted out? <laughs> yes, I, I have been trotted, trotted out. out. Yes. Mm, I, I am out. I am out. Uh, I am Jonathan Santiago, aka um, Fallon Flynn. We're being civilians. Come on. Really? That's right. And we're back. We're all we're all back. We're uh, all back in our our, refect, our respective studio yeah. spaces for the first it's time true. in quite some time. It's true. It is absolutely the truth. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you know what I kind of feel like now that it, now that because last week it was just me and and my wife. And by the way, thank you to everybody who watched last week because I know that that was basically just an hour of me talking. Um, to you guys, but while my wife just looked at me like I'm gonna divorce you because you made me do this show. Um, so thank you for for, <laughs> for watching the show. Um, but but now that we're all back in, in, in the same room here, that's true. Well, thank you for watching my marriage crumble on on a live stream. Um, <laughs> you can just just blame it all on Jen Blake. It's no, you, clearly, clearly. Yeah. Um, no, but but now that we're all back in the same place at the same time, I kind of feel like. The band is back together, you see, um, and and thus uh, we will celebrate in the form of uh, a normal episode of our show. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, but that normal's usually in quotations. Yeah, yeah, as normal as we get, I guess, is the proper way to put That's that. That's true. Some, I mean, semi-normal, because especially on my part, things aren't even normal, because you see that pile of parts behind me that's actually my studio computer which i took up with me to cider fest so i'll i guess we'll go ahead and jump into the how our week has been so yeah cider <laughs> fest was a thing and um yeah so uh I, I brought my computer up as my live streaming rig anybody who's watched any of the gamerhead radio live episodes that we've done where i have like the multi-camera angles and all that stuff happening you know put a lot of time and effort and money into that 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 that's set up that's it's awesome um and uh, brought my studio computer up to cider fest with the intention of doing the same thing for all of our main events um stuff uh, up there so people on the internet who couldn't make it out to cider fest can enjoy those things as well and uh brought it up there turned on my computer my computer was like i'm not gonna work anymore and i was like oh many many times the worst I haven't uh, I haven't finished diagnosing whatever the issue is yet. I don't know if something rattled loose in transit, or or just it was like because I guess um what, uh, one of my staff turned it on for me. They they hooked 
it up and turned it on. They said like it started doing Windows updates right away, and so I'm the possibility exists that a Windows update may have borked something. I I don't know, but uh, yeah. So I'm using my Porta Studio setup. So if I sound different this week, it's because I'm using like this little USB mic doohickey, which is fun. Um, it's still it's still surprisingly getting the job done though. Like it's yeah. not it's not yeah overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly noticeable is at least as far as we can tell. Well, good then. I'm Just glad. the audio nerds will notice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hi, audio nerds. I, I understand you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, Satterfest was an enormous success, like I mentioned last week, in case you couldn't hear me over, like, the, the echo and the street noise when uh, when I popped in on the show for a couple minutes in the middle of story number three, I think it was, with with, with Jen. Um, we had uh, about um, 1,160 attendees was the official count, which is about 25 more than last year. So, hey, we increased, all right? Um, Increase is good. Increase yeah. is good. Um, we uh, we raised over um, about uh, about ten ten and a half thousand dollars for extra life, um, for which uh, benefiting the, um, the the children's hospital up there in uh, in uh, Milwaukee, I think it is. And um, but yeah, extra life. Yeah, you know anybody who watch who watches this show is probably going to know who extra life is. So they're they're a great foundation and uh, a great charity. We we were happy to be able to support them yet again. And um, yeah, I, I, I had, it was a really, really, really good time. I, I really enjoyed myself, and uh, for, the, the the thing didn't burn down. So success. This is the success. We'll call it success. Now, I mean, just <laughs> the fact that you guys were able to raise that much money. I mean, even even if even if the, uh, the you know the uptick in attendees was not the massive number you might have wanted, um, the amount of money raised for charity made the entire event worth it just for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. unbelievable that you guys were able to get that much done. Uh, you know, yeah. in the two-day time span, it's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, um, the uh, yeah, and it's it. You know, the the, the fact that we basically were as steady in terms of attendance at all is 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 enough of a celebration for us because in general pony cons have been down this year um a lot of people think that the pony fandom is it, it, it's one of two things either we're in like the hangover period like last year everybody went to every con and this year they're all conned out and then they're gonna start to come back next year or um some people think that the fandom is 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 winding down um, you know, next you know, next year the movie is coming out, and um, you know, so we'll we'll see what that does to uh, to to numbers in the fandom and everything. But um, yeah, the um, the majority of cons actually this year are were down in attendance, some some significantly. So um, the uh, the one I went to out in Seattle, Everfree, is the only one I know of that had a major increase. I don't know all of the numbers, but that's just out of all the ones I went to, at least they were the only ones that have a major increase. So um, the fact that we were able to stay steady is is a good thing. Here, here's the important, very important part. Um, did you get to fulfill a childhood fantasy by uh, taking one of the most odd photos I've ever seen with John Delancey? <laughs> um, I did. I did, in fact, do exactly that. Um, so, so I, I gotta, I gotta talk about John for a second here. John, John Delancey, who, who, in case, just in case you're, you're, you're not doing life correctly, um, if you don't know, is. Um, is uh, you may know from Star Trek: Next Generation, he played Q majorly in that, and also made appearances on um, you know several of the other Star Trek series. Um, you may also know him from Breaking Bad. I have not watched Breaking Bad, but I know he's in it. Um, and then uh, any Pony fans will know him as the voice of Discord. He's also done many many other things. Uh, he's a very prolific um, actor, stage uh, screen stage voice actor, um, poet. Uh, I mean, he's he's just a fascinating man. Um, so first of all, um, I didn't really realize before that man is a giant. He he is near seven feet tall. What? Um, yeah, really? he is huge. I I literally had I was I had to look up to him. Like holy he, like, shit, he's a giant man. I didn't. Um, I didn't. That didn't seem apparent to me at all. 
No, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you don't really you 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 don't really you you can't have the grasp of the scale of that unless you're in person. But no, he is he is very he has to be at least six six. Um, wow. Uh, at, at, at the minimum, but yeah, no. Um, he's also um, he's very friendly. He's very professional. Um, out of all out of all the people that I've worked with in this, um, you know, in my time during during you know doing these conventions, you know, most of the people that I've worked with are very casual, very cool. You know, they're I, I use the word just. I don't say that as a slight, but you know, they're just voice actors. But as somebody who has you know as long of a like as long of an IMDb listing as this man has, like he is very much a professional. He was there to work. He was there to do a good job. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One of the uh, one one of the most amusing things for me is when um, I walk into the autograph room. Uh, before the first session on Friday, just to kind of check up on things, I walk in and he almost hits me in the face with his cell phone as I come on the door because he is walking around with his phone trying to find the exact <laughs> spot in the room that has the exact perfect lighting for all the pictures he's about to do because he wanted his pictures to be perfect because, and I quote, um, these people pay a lot of money for these photographs and I want them to be good. Oh, uh, and, and hey, quote, man, yeah. that's awesome. That's always that's yeah. always a nice thing to hear. Yeah. I have not seen anybody do that before. Um, so, so yeah, no, he just, just super, super, super cool guy. He's also very sarcastic. Um, he, uh, he, um, he, he messed with me a little bit just because I'm so gullible and believable. Um, <laughs> he, he made some comment about how, I asked him how things were going and, you know, if he, you know, it's just, I, f- I forget the context of how the comment came up, but um, I asked, he, he made a comment, just an offhand comment about how, um, how Hillary Clinton has been, been contacting him about like something recently and his phone's been going off all day and yada 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 and of course i'm just like oh wow really and then he just looks at me he's like no not really (laughs) and then he laughs like we both had a laugh over it and then i walk away and michelle was his handler for the weekend so him and michelle spent like basically the entire weekend together Mm -hmm. and um and I, I understand after I walked away, he looks at her and he goes, he didn't really believe me, did he? And she goes, oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I'm going to have to find some more things to say to him to mess oh, with him. Oh, <laughs> man, she, she sold you out, dude. She Which sold I, I would have done the same thing, so that's fine. Totally reasonable. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that's just that's just an, that's just one example of, uh, of, what my, of what my weekend with him was like. Um, just just really just an awesome guy i i'm i'm fortunate to have had the opportunity to meet him um i'm you currently, lucky bastard i'm very jealous very jealous i'm currently pulling up the uh the picture that john was referring to um audio listeners it's it uh if uh, if you're friends with me on facebook you can find it in one of my previous um my previous uh profile pictures um for the people who are watching the video feed i'm going to screen share to that right now and um there there really is just no there is no context to this no. picture, this is this is quite literally. This is on Sunday, and um, I I I sat I, I went over to him and said, "Hey, can I grab a picture with you real quick?" He's like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And so I sit down next to him, and he picks up just the hand sanitizer, and I'm just like, "I feel like this might be personal, but okay." <laughs> and and then we take the picture, and then Michelle was like, "Oh, I want to take one more." He's and then John's like, "Oh, okay." And then he picks up the mints, and I was just like, "Screw it!" Ha! And so that's. That's how that picture happened. There is literally no context. There is no meaning there. It is. It is just that. That's John. That's that. That. That's John Delancey. I don't have any other better way to say it. Well, uh, that that so. there is a that's a golden value picture you got there. Good for you, man. <laughs> you'll <laughs> never you'll never look at Q the same way again when you watch <laughs> reruns of Star no. Trek: The Next Generation. 
No, no, no. But I'll be willing to bet that next time you do, it's going to be a mind fuck because you're going to realize that little boy Charlie that used to watch Next Generation got to grow up to hang out with Q. It's going to warp your brain. Yep, yep. I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty happy about it. It really just made all all the hard work worth it. And that one moment right there, just for that particular memory. But anyways, enough about me and ponies. Um, goat. Uh, at the end of it, I, I assume you're glad to be home. How how was tour looking back on the whole thing? This show is so messed up. I go from geeky Star Trek ponies <laughs> to rock and roll, grit, drug use, sex, and other things that we don't talk about. <laughs> All in one moment. One yes. moment. That's a very uh, yeah. fast pace. You gotta, uh, you gotta keep up or you're gonna get left behind. Yeah. That's the thing with this um, show. Tour was tour. Um, I got my balls kicked in for 46 shows straight. Uh, it is a new record <laughs> uh, from 32. Uh, it wasn't Christ. bad. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, that includes four border crossings, um, almost dying twice in Canada, and a couple of shenanigans. So, Sanity. I mean, eh. and yet I don't have any gray hair out of the two of you. Mm, <laughs> interesting. You got you got me beat on that one, man. I'm starting to get a shitload of them. It's it's happening. The transition is taking place. But, uh, can we take yeah. a moment? Can we? Was, can, uh, can, can I can I ask for some clarification on the almost dying twice? I'm I'm curious what happened. Yeah, you piqued my interest. Uh, I feel like people well, want to know. Okay, I don't know what part of town Charlie went to in Vancouver because I, whatever town he was in, I went to the exact opposite side of town, <laughs> uh, okay. where, where, where um, uh, they hand out clean needles and stuff like that for because of free healthcare and oh yeah, that's a all thing. the that's junkies a, yeah. sit on the corners and pee on things and freak out and not not a good time, not a good time, and then it happened again because we were next to the mission. Uh, in Ottawa. I mean, they know it hurts you, but it's like they get shifty. They get that weird crazy eye thing. And I'm like, you know, there's a possibility that this person is in their right mind and they could potentially put a needle in me or something. And it just, it's not a good feeling. Disturbing. <laughs> at all. Well, yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. Like the, I get to see the, uh, the, the, the underside of, of Canada a couple times and whoo, man, that's a wreck. <laughs> But, but you um, live to tell the tale. Well, yeah, nobody's gonna fuck with me. I just kept my knife on me. But um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume so. that you, Goat. I'm going to assume that you were in the downtown east side part of Vancouver. Does that sound right? Uh, Chinatown. We were in Chinatown. Okay. Um, yeah, we yeah. played. Um, we played the rickshaw and um, the rickshaw. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been telling everybody like, um, if you've seen, um. What is it? Rick Romanus' version of uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and they do the Skid Row song. Love that song. I was on I that love that set. movie, dude. Yeah. Were you really? Yeah. But I was on that set. No, 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 no. Like the reality, the reality set of Vancouver, it was like identical. <laughs> Just add about 150 bums all strung out on uh, random items. <laughs> yeah, wild times. Um, I, I think. I think that you should write a fucking coffee table book of adventures, man. Shit, you do that. Who uses books? I'll just do an e-series and Kindle. You may be right. I think I just dated myself tremendously. <laughs> Horrifying. Um, Where's a coffee table anymore? There's like one right back there, man. I got a coffee table. Says the guy who just said he has a coffee table book. I eat, <laughs> I eat on that coffee table more often than I eat at my dining room table. Oh yes, you are dated. 
Yeah, the um, the go just briefly, just because mm-hmm. I, it piqued my interest, just because um, I actually just learned about this last weekend too from uh, from one of my friends, because the the majority of My Little Pony is filmed in Vancouver, so pretty much everybody mm-hmm. from the show is from there. Um, with, with with what Goat was talking about with the with the giving out of the free heroin and all that, um, it's 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 a website called Insight. Uh, I-N-S-I-T-E, and um, they operate a single clinic in the in the downtown east side part of Vancouver, and um, they basically, like, the heroin problem had gotten so bad in Vancouver that they basically decided, well, w- we can either let let things go like they are or at you know and with people overdosing and dying and like having all these problems or we can open up basically a free clinic where people can come and we'll give them you know like the addicts will come and they you know they they will give them like you know you know clean you know clean needles and clean uh, you know facilities and there will people be people on hand so if they overdose you know so there will be people there to take care of them and everything at the same time we'll have you know education programs and you know things to help people get off of it but the idea is if they're gonna do it they might as well do it in a place that's clean where they can be looked after and taken care of and apparently ever since instituting this um you know of course things have not gone away but you know crime has gotten better the heroin has gotten um cleaner and uh you know like you know drug you know like you know the the public drug problems that you have has gotten better so it's been a uh, apparently according according to you know my friend peter from the show it's been like a fascinating social experiment that has gone a lot better than anybody really expected it didn't eliminate the problems Mm -hmm. no but it has made things a lot better so it's just kind of really fascinating to me excellent i guess Uh, they just cordoned all the leopards into a corner and just let them play in their own little square and was like the rest of our town's beautiful don't go there because <laughs> we, <laughs> we went like six blocks down after two bum town, two bum tent bum towns, uh, a bum uh, bazaar, uh, and then we got like normalness where like there was children and parents and and, and people, that, normal people. But it took us six blocks to get there. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Six, Everybody's six, got their problems. At least. Six blocks <laughs> seems like a reasonable buffer, I guess. I don't know. A lot of pee. A lot of pee and puke. <laughs> you gotta wait till I take a fucking drink, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, that's probably like the worst. Nose. Yeah, I mean, that was probably the worst part of the whole tour is just like that we got off the bus and we're like, I wasn't prepared for this. Wow. All right, here we go. But other, other than that, I mean, I had one bad show out of 46, which isn't bad. Uh, technical difficulties, everything else went off without a hitch. You yeah. know. Shit, man, that's what you want at the end of the tour. day. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, we're we're glad you made it back in one piece. Indubitably. So you know, I'm sitting down. You don't know I have both my legs. There could have been an incident. I mean, you're a bass player. You don't need legs. No, oh, I know. I'd be great. Sit down all set. That'd be great. <laughs> so, so I suppose then that leaves that leaves me. Correct. Yeah. My week. My week. Uh, my week was like. Speed of sound levels of like fucking movement. Um, I, as I had said, uh, you know, I've said in the last couple weeks, I started a new day job um, this past Monday. So tomorrow will be a week that I've been with this new company. And, um, you know, I don't like to discuss my, my, you know, shit like that on the show. So I'm not going to go into detail about what the job is on the air. But um, it is a much different job. That's exactly what it is. Um, Mm hmm. Yeah, John's doing gay porn for money. It's, that's right. it. It's okay. That's exactly what open. it is. That's that's what it is. You guessed it. Go, <laughs> God, how could I possibly have hidden it for this long? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so fucking, um, links on the road didn't help. 
No, the thing is, is that um, this is a uh, much better paying job than the one that I had, and it is for for lack of a better description, without going into what it is, it's a it's a big boy job. You know, it's a, a gone to God's uh, super busy fucking like. I basically worked like twelve hours every day this week, so um, my attention to detail has been lacking. My brain is fried uh, more than usual on both of those fronts. And uh, I've been operating on about five hours of sleep. So um, that that was the most prevalent thing in my week is, is that I didn't really have a personal week. My work, my week belonged to my new job, which I love the fucking work. Like the job is amazing. It's a perfect fit for me, you know, because um, I'm moving. I'm on the go. I travel a lot while I'm doing it. So it's good. Um, otherwise, you know, my, uh, my father and mother came to town to visit for the weekend. Uh, and I got to go to a Wrigley Field with my dad. And... Uh, take some pictures there with him which was a very special moment for me and my father and my dad yeah, i caught the there. i caught the live stream that you did while yeah, you were down yeah. there after the fact but yeah i got, I got a chance very to that brief cool. very it yeah. was man it means so much to my dad to go down there and do it and he almost wasn't going to because he was down here for the purpose of collecting my brother my brother's uh he's taking uh what i would describe as a uh a um temporary sort of sabbatical from Chicagoland, he's taking I think like maybe two months to himself to go and get away from Chicagoland. And uh, my my parents offered to uh, help him get some quiet peace and quiet, so he could fucking focus on his record and all these other things. He's gonna be back in town to play shows and stuff, but he is he's gonna be gone for like two months, um, aside from what we have booked. And uh, they they came to collect him uh, to help him do that. So um, he they were here for two days and. Um, if even that, and I mean, we, they were here for a day, really. They got here Friday night. They were here all day yesterday, and then they left at 4 a.m. this morning. They weren't even here for more than, you know, a full day. So um, wow. they squeezed a lot of day into the day, to be sure. Um, it was good to spend time with them. And then I've been doing a lot of rehearsing because, uh, you know, we're, we're not that far away from Collision Con, which I'll talk about at the end of the show. Um, and then, you know, of course, a couple other cons here coming up but um that that mostly made up my my week i did i did a good bit of playing still somehow which i'll talk about um and uh we'll talk about it later but i got to play a vibe (laughs) wait john are you the guy on craigslist that i seen was like uh we'll do anything to play your vr you just been ads stop ads trying to make around. me a chop. Stop trying to make me a like <laughs> VR prostitute slash gay porn star. I just, I just, whatever, man. Hey, you know what? Everybody has a dual life. Like you know, whatever. I'm trying to True. you know take this nine to this, five out of your life and bring you back some spice. Thank you. This is this is a judgment free zone, John. It is quite. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's good. Gay porn's good well, money. With all with with all the shit that we do. We have no room to judge anything you do. Hey, he has to say, hold on. You're talking to a person who literally got off tour, came home, three days later is doing audio for a wedding. Like, that's true. I, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Good stuff. So, I, but uh, that that was my week, man. Nothing, nothing crazy, insane. Um, just a a nice normal fucking week. Uh, normal. Mm. Nine to five necktie Prius life. <laughs> Prius. 
Okay. Indeed. Well, then Indeed. I suppose uh, we can go ahead and move on to uh, the what games can, are coming out this week. Um, so on that's Monday, a, November, that's, that, that, that's, that's a lie. Uh, Monday, <laughs> November 7th, Trillion, God of Destruction, is coming out for PC. On Tuesday, November 8th, Eagle Flight, uh, that weird, boring-looking, but apparently good, according to some people, uh, PlayStation VR game is coming out. Uh, small Radios, Big Televisions, coming out on the PS4 and the PC. Harvest Moon, Sky Tree Village, coming out on the 3DS. Lethal wow, still making those, dude. My uh, wife loves um, Harvest Moon. I guarantee you, she'll play it. Yeah, those have been around for a while. <laughs> mm. uh, Lethal VR is coming on the the Vive and the PSVR. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, lethal. Maybe did you say Lethal? Right. I, I did say Lethal. Um, I, I'm I'm considering okay. <laughs> that it may have something to do. I'm doing a quick live Google. Um, I'm considering that it may have. It does not have anything to do with the new Lethal Weapon series that's on TV. Um, it, uh, yeah, no, it, uh, nothing with lethal injection. No, it, uh, it looks like, actually, it looks like it might be like a shooting range simulator. Um, okay, makes sense then. Or something like that. Uh, typing into the trailer. And, oh, no, it quite literally. There's a shooting gallery. For uh, for the uh, for the audio listeners, um, it quite literally is a shooting range simulator in various um, in various uh, various three dimension oh, arenas. Uh, cardboard cutouts of people, like like you would do in a in a, in a oh, shooting yeah. simulator. But um, yes, but yeah. uh, oh, it, throwing knives apparently also. So that that's very exciting. But uh, right. but yeah. So if you if you like to shoot guns just for the uh, the, the the sport of the target practice of it, well maybe maybe you'll be interested in lethal VR. Interesting. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? We also have uh, Robinson the Journey coming out on the PSVR. Uh, Cartoon Network Battle Crashers coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the 3DS. That's like um, Cartoon Network's um, Smash Brothers, I guess, equivalent, where they bring like a whole bunch of characters from like a whole bunch oh, of their yeah. different series into like some kind of battle game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Sword Art Online. Well, hopefully, it could be good. Um, Sword Art Online Hollow Realization coming out for the PS4 and the Vita. Uh, Transport Fever is going out on the PC. Marvel Pinball Epic Collection Volume One coming out on the PS4. My name, <laughs> sorry, I just looked ahead. My name is Mayo, like mayonnaise, apparently. Um, coming out on the PS4 and the Vita, uh, and Vita. Root Letter. Uh, root letter coming out on the PS4 and the Vita. That's all on Tuesday, November eighth. On Thursday, November tenth, Tyranny is coming out on the PC. Senran Kagura Bon Appetit Full Course coming out on the PC, and Motorsport Manager coming out on the PC. On Friday, November eleventh, with an odd Friday release, Dishonored Two is coming out on the Xbox One, the PS4, and the PC. Huh. Uh, Silence coming out on the PC and the PS4, and Handball Seventeen. Because thanks to the Olympics this last year, I know I now know that handball is a sport that exists. Uh, it's coming out on the PS4. <laughs> oh, it's a sport. Okay. Did not yeah. know. I, I never. <laughs> um, yes. Well played, uh, Joe. He's he's back, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. I mean, if I, I was going to do the call back and be like, oh, I thought it was on John's menu of services he offered, but, you know, we'll, we'll just go with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Um, uh, yeah, I'd never heard of Had either of you ever heard of handball before this summer? <clears throat> not in that context. As being a real sport that people play? Nah, not so much. Not me. No. Me either. Okay. Um, 
Looking into the future, Tuesday, November 15th, The Walking Dead, The Telltale Series, A New Frontier, Episode 1, coming out on the Xbox One, the Xbox 360, the PS4, the oh, PS3, and the PC. The? I actually don't know a thing about this game. Um, okay. Is this, uh, is, this a conti- is this another side story like the Michonne ones, or do you guys know anything I, I, about I, this? I, I have nothing. They just dropped the shit on us. Like, I'm, I'm too... Fuck you, Telltale. I'm already two episodes behind on Batman. Like, back the fuck up. What? What is with October and Telltale? Last year they did this too. Jesus, um, there's more months. <laughs> I, no, this I don't, is. Uh, this, I don't know what to tell you. No, this is. Um, um, I believe this is season three, correct? Season, yeah, the the third yes, season of Telltale's yeah. graphic novel adaptation. Uh, no, it's it's, it's called episodes. it's called the New Frontier. It's it's just like the third season. It's not the Michonne one. You know how they did season two, and it's centered around yeah. Clementine. Yeah. This is the third season. Also centers around Clementine. So, um, oh, season very, three's got an actual title to it. It's huh? Just the yeah. next chunk. Yeah, very Thanks. brief. Yeah, yeah. Very brief generic synopsis. If you don't, if, if you are horribly over the top anti spoiler, plug your ears for the next five seconds, uh, maybe ten seconds. Uh, players will take control of Javier, a man struggling to keep his family together in the new world, and as Clementine, now a teenage survivor holding secrets of her past while fighting to protect family of her own. So, oh, nice. So it's a continuation episode. It's yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Michelle was Yay. like 2.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. I got to get caught up on Batman. I got to get. God damn you, Telltale. I'm calling him. Actually, that's probably an answer. Uh, can call him. We'll save it for what we've played, but I have not played the the third chapter of Telltale Batman yet. I haven't had time I'm, to get to it. Uh, I, I'm 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 right there with you, John. So we can talk about that one next oh, week. Oh, good. Sure. Yay! Um, yeah, but I only uh, have to have one chapter. So so yeah, the the new episode of Walking Dead coming out next Tuesday, the November fifteenth, uh, same day as Watch Dogs two. I did not realize that was so close. Whoa! Um, yeah, uh, coming out on the Xbox One. I, the PS4. That was quick. Overcooked Gourmet Edition coming on the Xbox One and the PS4, and uh, It'll Do Too? It'll Do Too? Might be a typo on Kotaku. Uh, coming on the Xbox One. Thursday, November 17th, Planet Coaster coming on the PC, and Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection on the Xbox One and the PS4. And Friday, November 18th, Pokemon Sun and Moon is finally getting its release on the 3DS, as well as Killing Floor 2 on the PC and the PS4. Gentlemen, what are you looking to play on this list? Um... um. Not terribly much, to be honest with you. Yeah, and this next week I've got nothing, not a thing. Um, yeah, this, I'm, this current week is um, another. I think we're in that lull where we got we do the big jump and we do all the big titles at the beginning of October, or October. Then we we're in that lull again till the beginning of November, and they yeah. bring out the other big titles, like Phase Two of Holiday. <laughs> we, we've talked about this but, before, I mean, so I, I won't get into it. I wish I was excited for Dishonored too, because I feel like I really should have liked the first Dishonored, but I just could not get into it. Yeah, I had a hard time with I'm it. I'm right there with you, honestly. Yeah, um, right I think that, that, that I think that more people more people would probably agree with us than not when it comes to that game. I've talked to probably a good dozen people that felt the same way, like like. Oh, this this roast would be so good if it weren't missing some sort of spice or seasoning. Like it's that kind of a thing. Like everyone's like, I I want to like it. It's just not. It's it's undercooked, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to uh, next week between Walking Dead and uh, hopefully Watch Dogs Two. As long as the reviews aren't abysmal, I'll be looking forward to that for sure. And then I go. Yeah. I'm sure you're 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 itching at the bit to play at uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. No, oh, they should be on my doorstep Friday. Yep. 
All right. Well, those are your releases for uh, for the coming week and the week after. So, Yay, Pokemon. I'll get this out of the way. I didn't play a damn thing because Con and because Beer Festival. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, this is two weeks in a row, Charlie. So, They're going to take oh, away yeah, your, your gamer card if you don't start playing. You know, I'm holding on to that thing by a thread, so uh, it would not it would not surprise me. It would, it would be a shame for the Players if, Club to kick you out of your own club, Charlie. Yeah. Well, if, uh, <laughs> I'm a moderator. They can't beat me. Uh, the best answer. I, I think I think if he picks up one more con, he's he's gone to the pony side. Like he's just gone. We've lost him. He's it's over. He will never. No. He'll sell all his councils and. Put giant ponies up instead. No, next next year is going to be a drastic reduction in pony cons for me. Uh, this year was a fun. Th- this year was a it was a very fun and very very. I'm I'm very thankful that it happened. <laughs> um, experiment in just how much can I do. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm. Sorry, I'm I love you. I love I love your I love your PRness. This year I was like fuck yeah I can do it all. Uh, after further review, fuck no I can't do half of that. <laughs> No, no, here it was. Is uh, Charlie is just like, yeah, I got this. You know, fast forward six months later, and Charlie's like, kill me. <laughs> we we, we um, had to talk him down, man. He was trying to hang himself with his own beard. It happens um, to the best of us. <laughs> there, there may be elements of accuracy in both of your uh, both of your your your, your analysis there analyses, but um, but yeah, no, I'm I, I I swear to God, I am going to have more time have, to play video games next year. You have found your square you can play in. You, you've got those lines yeah. dead in the sand with wood, and you're never leaving that square again. We've all been there. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but goat, did you manage to get in any gaming on your on Fuck your yeah. uh, your yeah. first week back? I imagine yeah. you did because you were. I, you're I not- went dark for like, well, that and I went dark for like two days. Everybody's like, "Hi, I'm a go away." I've literally been with people for two months straight. Go away. So that and Forza Horizon Three came out. So <laughs> and then we <laughs> never saw my goat again. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think I just checked. I think I already got twelve hours into it. So, um, and then. I uh, I did go through the Sun and Moon demo, um, just because I'm hoping they give me like you know a pat on the back of maybe a Pokemon or some sort of you know, hey good job for playing the demo when I get the full game, and they have I just don't know how well that good job is. I, there's something that's going to transfer over to the full game. It said I have pay attention. Uh, let's see what else have I played. Uh, I downloaded episode two and three of Batman. I know that doesn't count, but hey, it's there. Um. And I've been playing a lot of Don't Starve on my phone. It's really how, how is it? Tar- how does it? How does it translate over to, to oh, like a touch platform? Works out well. It's, oh, it's great. Yeah, I, I, I highly suggest it. It's worth the five bucks. You'd love it, John, because it's that survival stuff you're all about. It like you get rewarded for the more days oh, your I love dude it. lives. Can't help it. No. I just love it. I love yeah, that style of gameplay. It, it appeals to me. As long as it's not, yeah, it as long right as it's over. not undercooked. You know what I mean? Like as long as the ideas no. are fully realized, I'm good with it. And I like Don't well, Starve. I think it's a really right. good game, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, the only thing that's different, honestly, is the controllers on your screen. It's got a little, like, uh, wheelie doodad in the corner that you just, you move your, you know, a virtual D-pad or control stick. That's it. Everything else you can, like, mm-hmm. tap. And it's, I was like, wow, this is, like, direct. <laughs> so, um, and then that's about it. Just a lot of Forza because, you know, Forza. John, because Forza. what have you done? Um, I finished the Battlefield 1 campaign. Um, that's, um, 
Nice. A bunch of short stories. We've talked about it a little bit before. Um, now that I'm done with the campaign, I can say sincerely that I think that um, I do think that um, I think EA tried really hard, you know, to to do something. Particularly, uh, Dice tried to do something that was a little more thoughtful than a lot of first-person shooter campaigns have been in recent years, which is really, really a nice change of pace. Um, I, I do think that. I have one complaint with the total package overall. Um, once you get used to the look and feel and style of, of the game, you realize that a lot of assets in that game were taken directly from Battlefront. Um, and then you understand how they were able to make such a pretty game under such a short time period because a lot of the multiplayer components, like you can swap it out, like one of the grenades you can unlock is a grenade where it's just like, oh, this is a grenade that you toss um, and it explodes immediately upon impact of whatever surface it touches at the expense of less damage. They have the exact same fucking grenade with almost the exact same description in Battlefront. So, I mean, like, to me, there's a couple of things that are... um, It's amazing that they were able to put as much quality into it and dress it up so nicely. Um, But it is... It's hard for me to not notice... Um, that they they just really kind of took some direct assets from um, you know from Battlefront. Other than that, um, it was re- it's really good. It's, they did a really nice job with it. Um, each of the short stories, they were only about forty minutes a piece. You know, it was really short. There's only six of them. So it's like a six hour six hour and change campaign. You know, maybe which is plenty for me, especially right now. As much as I have on my plate, I'm shocked I got to finish or play anything this week. Um, other than that. Um, let's see what else did I play I played a little Killer Instinct this week my son wanted to play so we played some of that um, I've been playing a bunch of Rocket League of course too now that you're home goat we gotta get up on that oh, um, say that. oh god man I'm well practiced no well I'm practiced. sure you are I'm sure all we are. played in the road well we'll, we'll we'll get on it we'll take care of it um, oh yeah we gotta get Charlie but, into it too yeah oh you know uh, Charlie I know you're not a big racing game guy this is not really a racing game it's, no, it's something yeah. entirely Car-sucker. different it is I, car soccer. I'm familiar. I'm familiar with the concept enough. I've seen video gameplay videos and stuff. Um, I I, I, I would probably fun. play this with this guy. Yeah, I I'd probably play this with you guys. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy. It. It's very addictive as well. So mm-hmm. uh, played that. Um, Jesus Christ, what else did I play? I know there's at least one other thing in there. Um, oh well, you know. Okay, let's. I got to play. I got to play the Vive. You know, and I know that later on in the episode we're going to be talking about my experiences with PlayStation VR. But um, I didn't. I didn't get enough time with the Vive to make that part of the PlayStation discussion. And there's enough meat and potatoes there for me to talk about that I don't really want to talk about the VR in the middle of that or the Vive in the middle of that. So I'll say this: I got to play Vive. It was at a Microsoft store. I happened to be at Woodfield Mall, and I was walking past, and I looked to my right, and I saw someone playing it. And I almost shoved my pregnant wife over and was like, "We gotta go in there." <laughs> and uh, and she, we went in there, and um, you know, you have to sign like an e like an e waiver. You have to go to a laptop and sign like a little consent form saying you're not gonna sue them if you have an epileptic epileptic seizure and die, um, which would be impossible if you vomit died. all over yourself. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so nobody has fun anymore in life. I don't know, man. Fucking, you know. Um, they, it's a very cordoned off area, and uh, you know the head 
you know, you got the unit and then you got the two hand controllers. And there's a guy there that gives you, I felt bad for this poor guy. Uh, he was super friendly when we were chatting before and after. But once I got in there, he's like, it was like something out of a sitcom where he's just like, okay, place the headset on your head. Prepare to be whisked away to another universe full of possibilities. Oh, he like he like dropped into the script yeah. that they gave him and just lost yeah, all his personality. Yeah, but like, but like in this yeah. like mega monotone like fucking I hate this job and I hate you and I hate everybody else that's going to come in here kind of way like welcome to the Microsoft yeah. store please put on your headset what? and enjoy yes, the ride yes. would you like to be a wizard and I'm just like well yeah would you like to play again <laughs> yes exactly so I got to try three short it's like they give you three types of demos and he kept trying to force me to do like one of the like three 360 degree like video like VR video tour type things. I was like, no, no, I own a Gear VR. I don't want to do that. I've seen enough of that shit. I want to play a game. Want to play a game? Yeah. So Tech the first demo. thing I did is just this little thing where you're like in this like enclosed rock wall, and you bat little floating chunks of rock around with the controllers, and then you can actually knock the wall out, and you realize you're standing in space. You're inside of it like an asteroid, and then you're knocking the walls out of the asteroid, and you're in space. It's really short. They're on a timer. Um, and then the the next demo, he asked me if I wanted to be a wizard because one of the things was like wizard job simulator and something else. And I didn't want to play job simulator because I played it on the PlayStation VR. Um, so I wanted to do the wizard thing and he fucking put job simulator on. I don't know why. Um, so I can't tell about that. And then the third thing was this like space thing where you shoot guns, um, you know, at these just like little things that fly up, you know, out of nowhere. Um, I can tell you this. Because I have now had the opportunity to play, um, you know, most of the the major like heavy hitter VR headsets now, and I can tell you that the Vive was very comfortable. It was it was really comfortable. Um, I don't like the hand controllers for it at all, at all. Like you actively dislike them. I did not care for them at all. They huh. don't. They don't. They don't feel. There's nothing about them that feels ergonomic when you're holding them like they don't they feel like they're going to slip out on you um they i they have like a little trackpad on it that works like a mouse trackpad i liked that um but the you know how the the vive controllers have like a circle near the top those are awkward as shit and it's a weird design choice after you have played like the playstation vr it just seems like an odd choice to be to be honest with you for them those big clunky and they're bulky the, the they're light but they're like beefy i don't know um but it's the headset itself was very comfortable and i will say this of all of the the vr experiences that i have tried this one was running on a really beefed up alienware's rig they had it in plain sight where you could see it and this was fucking seamless okay so like there was not a skipped frame on anything that I played. Nothing. It was so fucking smooth. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. yeah. So Charlie, Charlie's. Hey, John. Before, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Before you, before you go on, I, I pulled up for the, for the video listeners and for the audio listeners, just, you know, what's happening. I pulled up some pictures video of listeners. the Vive controllers. Just uh, shush you. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, just, just remind us all of what these things <laughs> look like. And so I'm looking at them now and uh, yeah, I didn't realize, I, I guess I forgot what these things look like. So, so John, you know what off. it looks like? Huh? It looks like those, it looks like those, uh, 
uh, cup holders that you can just clip onto this anywhere you want, upside down. <laughs> it does. Like, John, what is the purpose of the giant circle in the middle? Um, as, as far as I could tell, nothing. Nothing that seemed uh, at all effective. So I got to play, um, you know, a lot of times in VR, like tech demos, your hands are not there. The controller is. You actually can look at the physical controller in front of your face. So in one of the demos I played, that was it. In one of the demos, I had hands with guns. And then in one of the demos, I just had hands, and that was in Job Simulator, and you can pick things up with them. So the circles, I'm not sure why they did it the way that they did, but it's awkward, and I don't care for them, to be honest with you. And so um, if you guys are probably just space-age looking. I, I don't know. I imagine there has to be some sort of technical, functional reason for those. Really? I just, I can't, look like I can't, I mean, like maybe maybe you you can maybe maybe it's for expandability. Maybe the, you, yeah. things can be put in them. At Who some, knows? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know why you want to do that. The little trackpad mm-hmm. thingy is pretty responsive, but I don't. It's they've got a way to go with their hand controllers. These are definitely like generation one, and they're gonna make something better later. I feel. Um, but that that's really as much yeah. as I can say. Uh, I will oh. say though, it was seamless. The frame rate was perfect. There were zero complaints that Where's I had. Couch the comfort of the uh, of the headset, but I also didn't wear. I only wore it for about ten minutes, so I can't really say how it stands up in extended yeah. play for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's everything I played this week. Um, yeah, because I gave my I gave my brother's PlayStation VR back by then. So yeah, that's everything I played this week. Yeah. So um, I, I I believe I've just discovered the reason for the holes in, in the controller. Um, it's uh, well, so you can hang them. That's it. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding, but I mean, like, th- this is this is somebody that's so, so they literally have nothing to do. Not that I can figure out. I don't know. Um, Maybe uh, it's so like you, you can bash yourself in the face and you know where you're at. I, I don't know. You safety issue. I I don't know, man. I just you know, I, I all I can do is is I can look at these things. I look I look at the mm-hmm. I, I look at the the size and location of the hole, and I just can't help but think about all those VR porn stories we talked about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What to tell that might be it too. Good. That that's uh, that is, I believe, what we call the danger zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ! But, well, you could rig something up there, Charlie, and you could put your beer in there. Yeah. Um, I I would not want my beer to be in there as I'm waving the things around. The that only I thing I could think of like from a design beer. standpoint, well, well, if you're playing, if you're playing beer simulator. <laughs> just <laughs> stick your beer in it. Yeah. You're like, you're like, no, no, no. Beer simulator is just you're like, oh, I want to go to Aruba and drink my beer. Plop. Oh, I'm on Aruba drinking my beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently it's a sensor ring. Um, oh, like the ring. Right. Like the, 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 the sensors go around the ring and they made oh, it hollow to reduce weight and um, and surface area. Uh, so is that's is, how it talks to the sensors? in the room yeah um, i i did find somebody who who asked the question in one of those you know uh, it's it's a it's a subreddit for the vive and mm-hmm. i would like for it to be noted that the the top three upvoted comments for this question he says is what purpose does this hollow circle on the vive controller serve one person said it's used for track it, oh he asked is it just used for tracking or is it like fancy looking thingy you know, or is it the same as the Oculus controller? The top three answers from number one to number three are as follows. Weight reduction and larger surface area so you can add more sensors. The second top voted answer is so you can fuck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and the third answer is, I think it's so that the controllers don't block each other from the lighthouse. I don't know what the hell that means. But anyways, um, I enjoyed it. I think it. that's a little the tower, like I the can, little tower thing it comes with. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will I tell you this immediately before we even get to our feature, our, our um, the $400 price tag versus the $800 price tag of the Vive so far uh, is not worth $800 versus a $400 PlayStation VR system. A lot of it's going to depend the where they have the have it cinched with the Vive is, is that there is a very there's like it's like a 3 to 1 ratio of games coming out for PC based VR platforms versus consoles because playstation vr is the only one doing it and we don't know like i've had a bunch of people ask me should i play it well i'll save this for for the feature but that's everything i played this week well real quick john did you just say that that sony is the only one coming out with a vr headset no no they're the only one with one out right now that's console based that's actually available for market there, there there's a story that came out over this last weekend I, i don't know if it's in your lineup or not do you know what i'm referring to I do know what you're referring to. Um, I was going to mention it during the PlayStation section. It's actually not part of news this week, um, okay. because it sounds like it's just going to be a strikingly similar thing. But we'll, I'll, I'll mention it. I'll mention it coming. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. With that, that we'll, with that, we I guess we'll go. move on to news. Yes, we will. Um, it's going to be a light week this week. Nothing particularly stellar. A couple of updates on what we're doing. And I'm uh, in an effort to keep everybody who watches the show from sitting through uh, a solid hour of me talking uh, during the news. I've been trying to keep uh, news headlines a little more light and trying to kind of whisk through the, the news without uh, bogging everybody down. So this Thank first you. thing is not... Don't sass me, goat. The, the, I'll, talk, I'll talk longer. Um, the, this first one is not part of the news story. Everybody should just know this. Ubisoft is giving away Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon for free all month. So, um, Get it. Yeah, you have to do download it. it from the Ubisoft Club. Just do fucking it. do it, man. It's not a very long game. It's like four hours to finish the whole thing. It, 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 it doesn't matter how long it is. It's, it's free. amazing. It's worth every penny of free. Actually, the more we talk about it, the more I want to go back and play it, and this needs to be ported to VR. Fuck it. Um, so, yeah. Starting, oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. Um, starting at number five for the week, there's really not much of a story for this other than just fucking the headline. The original Diablo is being recreated in Diablo 3. And much rejoicing was happening. And uh, the, then the, the, once the, again, this, we just all go again. <laughs> This is exciting. I've never played Diablo, so I don't know. No, this is a great thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are, are... Look, the first two Diablo games are legendary. Legendary stuff, man. And uh, innovators and pioneers of their ahead of their time. So um, people are the very excited about it. So it's happening is because of the second Diablo game. Well, because BlizzCon just took place, um, you, know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, over the, the last week here. So we're... Kind of some of this stuff that we were talking about, you know, especially this story um, was announced there. They also announced a new character for Overwatch, Sombra, which looks they they did one of those little like short films for her. It's awesome, really. Even if you don't like Overwatch, just watch the fucking short films. They're amazing. Um, 
so they're doing they're doing this as part of a 20th anniversary for the original the original uh, Diablo, and they're going to recreate the entire first game inside of the Diablo three engine, and uh, you know the it, quoted as saying it will be a proper old school Diablo experience, um, and uh, while it will be available to all current characters, Pierce recommended trying it with a fresh character, so you'll be able to play with your existing Diablo character goat Diablo Diablo three character. Yeah. Yeah, but they be recommend starting it over. So they're calling it the the darkening of Tristram will be available in Diablo 3's public test realm starting this coming week. Um, and it they did say it's going to be a free content update for Diablo Reaper of Souls, so you'll need to have the expansion in order to play Diablo in the game. So since Goat was nice enough to buy me the game with uh, Reaper of Souls <laughs> attached to it, I'll be able to play it with you. As a matter of fact, Goat, we should we should roll fresh characters on that. I will play that. <clears throat> yeah. I think I think our entire crowd is going to roll fresh characters because uh, with that comes the new character class of Necromancer. Which is amazing. That's what I played Diablo 2 back in the day. I mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. So um, we might all just have to run fresh necros and attack this bitch. That is correct. Good, sir. Um, do me, can you guys do me a favor? Can you give me like the 30-second the, the, the like, few-sentence synopsis? What was it about the original Diablo games that made them so popular? Um, exploration... Satan. There you go, Goat. I guess you. Well, there were other games that had Satan. So, like, what was the? Oh, but at the time, he was like he was the the dude. Then he was like he was the man in this game. At the time, it was exploration. It had a because it had a very open world in in comparison to a lot of games at the time. Um, Loot. I mean, think about how mad and addicted to MMOs people were for a while. This was like this was. I mean, even though it existed at the same time as as you know, like proto MMOs. It was kind of one of those like grandfather to MMO type games where the game was just about getting in there and getting loot so you could get stronger, so you could fight stronger guys and then kill the devil. Um, there, it, I mean, it did have a narrative, especially it started in the second one and has gone forward. As you know, the narrative was always really enjoyable. You know, and they talk. It was very kind of Renaissance fair voice acting at the time. Well, but John, I think the biggest part of it too was. We're talking about like Baldur's Gate and that era, that the over-the-head dungeon crawlers. This was yeah. the first one that kind of lets you yeah. do whatever the hell you want. You didn't have to follow a linear path. That was it. You could kind of go and run around as you needed to. It was very open-ended. You know, same reason. I mean, really, the same reason that the original like first two Fallout games were popular. I mean, Fallout was basically just you know wasteland Diablo at the time. You know, is how a lot of people looked at those games. Just had a deeper narrative, but. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I have a soft spot for those games. I played a disgusting amount yeah. of the first two. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, real quick, John. Yeah, I think Charlie would like them. Uh, I, I don't. As I mentioned they, before, I'm much, I'm much, I'm much more of a lasers and you know game than I am like a, like a sword. Oh, yeah, fantasy right. guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Johnny, are you about to move into story four? I am. Okay, before we do that, uh, we, uh, we have to do a quick uh, copy-paste here when we do the audio part of it. Uh, we forgot, since this is the first episode of, uh, of November of 2016, uh, we can tell you guys about our free um, Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus games for the month of Good November. Good man. Uh, so uh, on the on the Microsoft side of things for Xbox um, mm-hmm. uh, Xbox Live Gold subscribers, uh, from November first through November thirtieth, you can get um, uh, Super Dungeon Brothers, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't know a thing about. Uh, but it's I free do. for Xbox. Uh, and and you're, are you have you played a goat? Uh, no, but I've looked into it. I have it, uh, and it's a great segue here because it's like basically. 
uh, a, a whimsical version, like costume. It reminds me of like costume or <laughs> costume quest oh, okay. meets Diablo. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's that, like a whimsical Diablo. <clears throat> that is a $20 game that's free for Xbox Live Gold subscribers on Xbox One through November 1st through November 30th. From the, from November 16th through December 15th, Murdered a Soul Suspect, um, which is a game that I have eyeballed oh. in the bargain bin multiple times over the last year, so I'm worth it. Good. It is worth it, you'd say? Mm-hmm. I played it. Back, I remember back you played it. I don't. I, I was trying to remember what you what you thought of it. So good. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah. yes, Murder Soul Suspect is going to be free on the Xbox One from November sixteenth through. December I'm excited 15th. about that too because I, I I know a lot of people who talked a lot of shit about that game, but then I know a few people who were just like, no, 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 don't judge it based on its technical merits. Just to try to appreciate that it was an original IP doing trying to do something new and enjoy okay. it. So I'm I'm well, curious to see how the- that is. I'll give you a little spoiler. There's no combat in it. It's more of a a a, a a mind thriller. It's a kind of like a, the story. Interesting. The story is amazing. You'll love the story. Okay, Great. perfect. Good. That's Excellent. What we're interested in mostly anyways. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then um, uh, f- uh, for the Xbox 360, also backwards compatible and playable on the Xbox One, from November 1st through November 15th, um, you can get uh, Monkey Island uh, Special Edition, which I believe is the um, the sum of all the episodes of that redone uh, Monkey Island. Um, yeah. Uh, on uh, from uh, November first through November fifteenth, and then from November sixteenth through November thirtieth, Far Cry Blood Dragon is uh, is is your free Xbox three sixty game again backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Do yourself a favor and play this game. Buy an Xbox Live Gold subscription just for this game if you haven't done so. Never mind that it doesn't make sense because this game is uh, currently a fourteen ninety nine to buy versus however much a gold subscription costs. I don't care. Um, you should. You well, you should, get a month for like a five bucks, I think. Or or whatever it is, yeah. Well, you have to yeah. keep the subscription going now to be able to play it further. But anyways, do that. Oh. Um, on the PlayStation Plus side of things, um, your free games for November 2016 are Everybody's Gone to the Rapture on the PS4, Power of Monsters on the PS4, Dirt 3 on the PS3, Costume Quest really? 2 on the PS3, uh, huh. Letter Quest Remastered on the Vita, which is also a cross-buy onto the PS4, and then Pumped BMX Plus uh, on the Vita, which is also a cross-buy to the PS4 and the PS3. Uh, uh, in my personal opinion, I've heard good things about Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, but nonetheless, I am of the opinion that uh, <laughs> Microsoft wins this month. Everybody yeah. do what you absolutely must to play Deadly Tower of Monsters. I shit you not. Everything about the game is fantastic. Everything. Oh. Yeah, okay. Just like the art for it, the the I don't know how to describe this to you. You're I don't I don't know how to describe it to you. You just got to play it. It's like a pulp sci-fi like 19 fucking 40s 50s sci-fi movie, but like you're in the movie, you're the star of the movie and like you're getting instruction from the director above and it's like a three quarters overhead type, and you literally are are ascending this tower of monsters that have all this, and it's really cheeky and funny. And like uh, the only reason I'm not playing it is because I don't have a fucking PlayStation Four, but I I have I got to spend some time with it, and I've oh it's so fucking good, man. It's so cool. Like Charlie, you need I mean, to play you, it. Even, you, even just the cover art looks like like I'm, the day the earth. I'm not kidding, film. man. I mean, basically. yeah. Share, do some screen share, Charlie. <laughs> Show everybody what we're looking at, man. Because there's some really Pull, good stuff in there. Pulling that up 
right now. And yeah, I mean, that's like straight, like old school. Oh, that's pulp yeah. right there. so Charlie. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Charlie. But the actual game <laughs> itself looks really awesome, man. Like, it's just, it's, there it is, Charlie. This is the and game? It's, yeah, it's, and it's like, a, you're, these are movie sets you're on. So it's like a meta game. Like, you're playing a game about, um, a game. Uh, you're playing a game about people making a movie, but you're kind of playing the movie. It's really strange, and it's just this. This, you know, what this looks like to me. This looks like it has some of the spirit of like, um, like Explosion Man in it a little bit, and some of that kind of humor. Maybe like, I, I will a- send you. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out about this from that that YouTuber that I occasionally talk about, where I do get a lot of my gaming reviews lately because I trust this guy, Angry Centaur Gaming. Carrick is his name. Yeah. Um, uh, he did a really great review, and I part of why I like his channel is because he reviews a lot of off-color stuff like this that I would not have known about had I not. And and he reviewed this when it was just a PC title before it was a PlayStation Four game as well. And um, I don't, it's just so it's great, man. Like the more games like this way if you just watch like a little bit of video footage at some point charlie and like listen to like the gameplay and everything it's just so it's too good man it's too good not to not to dive into so if anybody has the option to play it on their playstation 4 it's really well reviewed as well actually so check it out if you can atlas oh it's an it's an atlas game it is an atlas game that's right oh team ace so, oh, okay, so we're watching, we're watching, a, we're watching a video. And we're watching a director with a with a chin strap, beard, and he's it's talking Bert, to like a camera. It's, it's Burt Reynolds. He's he's the director. <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay, the video player on whatever site this is, I ended up on is horrible. But That's, um, uh, okay, no, like I'm down. Yeah, I'm down with it. See, yeah. Okay. See, all right. It, well, uh, I think we. It look, kind of looks like uh, Diablo too. So we it, might have fun on a sci-fi Diablo. Look like Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, uh, I everything think, was, uh, two, I think it's two-player co-op as well, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, nice. Well, uh, uh, fart, uh, Blood Dragon's better. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you haven't but, touched uh, this. Anyways, so those are your free uh, Xbox Live uh, games with gold and PlayStation Plus games for the month of November 2016. Get them all. There you go. And we snip, and we're back in the news. Yeah, excellent. Now, um, moving on to number four. This this is. An odd story, but it ties into something that breaks my heart. As everybody on this show knows, uh, right from my very first appearance as a guest on this show, I'm a huge Titanfall fan. I love Titanfall. Well, Titanfall 2 just came out. So far, it's looking like it's grossly underperforming. Like, grossly. Um, A lot of that, see, Goat's even drinking Titanfall juice. He's drinking Titan juice. That's disgusting. Um, Uh, I don't, I buy the cans. I don't. Read the print. So, a lot of people are saying Titanfall Two is not doing well because EA EA used Titanfall Two as a double down strategy to have not one but two like heavy duty first person shooters out on the market at the same time to try and combat, you know, uh, uh, the new Call of Duty game. Um, unfortunately, Titanfall 2 probably needed more time to cook. It's being well-reviewed. It's getting good reviews. Everyone's saying the campaign's enjoyable, relatively enjoyable, if not a bit short. Multiplayer is... I'm sorry, I think they took some huge steps backwards with it, but um, a lot of people seem very happy with it. And you remember, this is Titanfall's first appearance on the PlayStation 4 because it was an Xbox One exclusive. Well, given that, they were expecting it to be a bigger deal than 
the 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 first one because it had Andy. a broader appeal in terms of platform availability. Yep. Well, it's not really doing all that well on the PlayStation Four either. And um, this story oh, wow. that's actually a part of this is that uh, Respawn, the developers for Titanfall Two, are publicly distancing themselves from Titanfall's official Twitter account. So, um, you know, the, the let's dig into this here. Uh, Electronic Art. Electronic Arts has had a week to forget as far as Twitter is concerned. After causing outrage with some poorly considered World War I memes on the Battlefield 1 account, the publisher got into hot water again earlier this week with Titanfall 2's Twitter account, which it turns out may or may not speak for developer Respawn Entertainment. The past two weeks have seen a crowded field for first-person shooters. Titanfall's 2 released just a couple weeks back here and was sandwiched right between uh, launches for EA's... Uh, EA DICE's Battlefield 1 and Infinity Ward's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, um, which launched earlier this week, it's, which, by the way, is getting really good reviews, surprisingly. Everybody says it's the first one in a long time to actually have a super fun campaign because they tried to change it up, but uh, I don't believe them because I think they're lying again. Uh, it's still surprising that EA would launch two of its biggest games of the season right next to each other, especially when they're in the same genre. Um, EA's EA's put a lot of money into the marketing behind Titanfall 2. They've actually put a lot of, if you see, there's a lot of like tie-ins. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings one, Goats Drinking Titan Juice. Um, I mean, like they're, they're definitely paying to have the name out there. Um, it's still too early to say whether Titanfall 2 is a flop or not, though, because the sales figures aren't out for this first week of sales yet, except for in the UK, and that didn't do very well in the UK. Um, the game failed to beat out the launch week sales of the original Titanfall, which was never on PlayStation 4. Wow. Well, the thing is, is that apparently Electronic Arts is running the Titanfall Twitter. Um, they put out a thing that, because, you know, we talked about how Titanfall 2 is not going to have a season pass. Everything that comes out for it is going to be free, which is great. You know, everybody's very happy about that. Well, they, they put out a game, uh, EA put out a game that said, um, remember when buying a game got you everything? Another reason Titanfall 2 is different, no season pass needed. Well, the thing is, is that's pretty awkward because Battlefield 1 offers a $49.99 premium pass that includes four planned expansion packs. So they just put that out like <laughs> smashed side by side next to their other fucking game. And they're totally essentially talking shit about their own games. Um, you know, and then, um, a boastful tweet from Titanfall 2 account got more uh, overt and decidedly less classy, like an attack ad for a political campaign, said, one is mostly slow in plotting, while the other's frantic precision is electrifying. You decide. So they're, they're kind of, again, trashing their own game. They're publishers of Battlefield 1, and they're also talking shit about Call of Duty. Um, which is not a usually it's not unheard of for people to talk shit in the the professional realm, um, but uh, you know before that or later on that tweet went out just around 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, you know on on November the fourth, and it uh, it looked even more silly a couple hours later when Respawn's official account tweeted a friendly note of congratulations to Infinity Ward for the launch of Infinite Warfare. Um, congrats to our good friends at Infinity Ward on a great launch. We're looking forward to playing. Uh, playing with you this weekend and then also said uh you know below that for the record at respawn is the official voice of respawn studio we have nothing but respect and love for our fellow devs uh it's worth noting that while ea and the publisher is the titanfall uh, publisher for the franchise respawn retains ownership of the intellectual property so it's possible that ea's social media marketing team runs the titanfall to twitter uh account rather than respawn um 
this was originally published by Polygon. They said they reached out for a comment on on who's running what over there, but I thought this was kind of fucking funny, to be honest with you. Um, it's kind of tacky, you know, and a perfect example of you hear people who work in gaming complain that um, sometimes if departments aren't communicating properly, this is the kind of shit that happens. You got two different sides of the same coin trying to fight for real estate on Twitter. You know, it seems kind of silly. Yeah, when when it comes to something like this, as somebody who's spent a lot of time working in, in social media, my my knee jerk assumption is that the people who were running the um you know the the, the Titan Vault you know Twitter account, the one that you know the the, the one that put up those first couple of tweets that you read, um, basically um, they 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 were most likely interns. They were most likely don't even work in the same office. They probably work from home. Um, and, um, you know, whether or not they're interns, I don't know. But I mean, like when, when you're just running social media, you don't need to, when you're like a community manager, basically, you don't need to be in the office. Yeah. You know, it's we probably, they probably bring you in to like check in and do like company meetings a couple of times a year. But for the most part, there's just no, there's no reason. Like as long as you're managing, you know, it, it, your, your work is very, um, you know, uh, you know, quantifiable, just looking at your social media streams. So it's very easy to tell how productive you're being. So it, you know, they don't really need to bring you in. Um, uh, my assumption is that the people who were doing this, um, just were not thinking big picture. They were, they were focused solely on promoting Titanfall and not really thinking about anything else. And well, you know, they were doing, they were doing a good job. Those are, those are some pretty good tweets, like just in and of themselves. The fact that they were, you know, not, you know, from from the big picture standpoint of you know they're making fun of basically making fun of one of EA's other properties by proxy. You know, talking about the the season passes, and then like sending like very clear and decisive jabs at the other big competitor in the marketplace. I mean, like I I think the second one I don't have a problem with at all. I mean, you kind of have to do that. I mean, this is this is a very com- uh, you know c- combative space. You know, when when it comes to like these military first person shooters that come out once a year at November every single year, and so you know I think you have to kind of play you know play just a little dirty, like with a little bit of like you know. Like, you know, just a little tiny bit of venom in there to be able to get people's attention. Because if if you're just sure, doing sure. the nice, if you're just doing the nice PR thing, and you know, just like you know, you know, just doing like a simple countdown or something like that, nobody's gonna care. The fact that we're talking about these tweets just shows that they were effective from a marketing standpoint. So, excellent. I agree with you entirely. Um, I I mean, it's it's not necessarily a big deal. You know, this this news story. I just find it interesting that on the heels of some potentially uh, bad sales numbers here, we may see some uh, some more drama with this. It's sad too, man, because yeah. Titanfall is such a cool game in that arena for what it is, and I really, yeah. really want it to be good. But we'll yeah, see. yeah, cer- certainly not, certainly not an earth-shattering story by any means. But it definitely, it, it definitely piqued my uh, my personal interest just because mm-hmm. I'm you know, I do social media for so many other things. So yeah. Indubitably. Now, this next fucking story ought to be a, a real oddball for everybody out there. And I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this sink in after I state it for you. Um, YouTube has become a pretty prolific place for people to put content onto, and create. Obviously, we've talked about it quite a bit. But what is not common is that. Uh, there is an 80-year-old grandmother uh, who goes by Grandma Shirley on YouTube that has 300 episodes of her Skyrim Let's Play and just hit 174,000 subscribers. Fuck. 
this woman is more cool than we are. I, there are more people watching everything. her show than watching our show, and that makes me very happy. Yeah. It makes me. Very I love happy. everything about this story. This this yeah. this this lady is sort of my hero now. Like this is awesome. Mm hmm. Um, she goes by Grandma Shirley. Uh, stated is one of the oldest active YouTubers out there with over 300 episodes of her Skyrim Let's Play. Also happens to be one of the most prolific Skyrim players on YouTube. Let that shit sink in. Um, certainly one of the more unique uh, uh, experiences of people you're going to find out there. She also introduces all of her videos with, Hi, grandkids. That <laughs> shit. I actually, I actually took the time to watch a little bit of her, her, her Let's Plays. They were, they were awesome. I actually really liked them a lot. Uh, because she's the polar opposite of like your standard gamer. She's super nice and like gentle, and she's not like, "Yeah, killed that lich, fucked his mom in the eye," you know. Like it was the polar opposite <laughs> of the standard. Um, her first episode of Skyrim has 1.2 million views. Um, in her 300th video update vlog, she shows off her silver play button, which YouTube awards to video creators who get over 100,000 subscriber subscribers. And she goes through a fan mail unboxing like any other popular YouTuber. Um, she she has like she also in that like sweet way that a grandmotherly human being would. She also like responds to all these comments and stuff on her videos in like this sweet, gentle way, man. So go go support. You know, uh, uh, Grandma Shirley, and and watch her YouTube videos because honestly, I can't think of anything more sweet than an eighty-year-old person who probably I've known a couple people in that age range. When you show them video games, they're like, "This is fucking stupid. You're stupid. This is stupid." You know, and this woman has found a way to explore something, you know, and enjoy something in a way that a lot of her peers probably don't understand uh, or don't want to understand. Maybe it's awesome. It's very heartwarming, awesome. man. I dig it. How you feel about this goat? Yeah, whatever. I mean, I, I think it's cool. She's, <laughs> she probably started as a hobby and was like, so like, is that good? Like, she probably doesn't even care. Like, that's the best part. Like, oh, 170. Uh, they keep sending me this stuff. I got the silver thing. It goes over by the bronze thing. I don't know what's going on. I just play, I just play Skyrim every day. watch me every week? I don't understand. <laughs> well, like, not even that. Coming back. Yeah. Not even like mad. She's probably like, huh. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think she's a, probably a very competent yeah. woman. And she's just probably like, whatever. I was bored. I retired. I was playing this game. Apparently, people want to want whatever. Like, I'm not doing it for anybody else. It's fun that everybody watches. But who, you know, at the end of the day, she probably is like, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say for the record, I have no idea what what I just sounded like is anything like what Grandma Shirley sounds like. Um, also, also, <laughs> it's my 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 other favorite thing about this is that um, apparently, reportedly, um, her YouTube comments are some of the nicest and most polite and absent of vile that you usually find in yeah. YouTube comments. Which you I think is super refreshing. Well, you're not going to be... Thank you. you are not going to be a dick. I don't care who you are. You're not going to be a dick to an elderly lady playing Skyrim. You're just not. I mean, you like, could, but... That, you could be, but you're idea. not. Like Even shitheads today have that like that thing in the back of their head where like, no, nah, that's too far. That's too far. Like she did nothing wrong to me. That's too far. I'll just take it over to the Call of Duty site and spew my vomit over there. <laughs> Amazing. Um. So yeah, go support her, man. Follow her, check her out, see what she's got to offer, and uh, I'll say like with with a sense of sincerity, this woman is going to be. She's far cooler right now than I will be for the rest of my life. So uh, move, moving yeah. on to number two for the week. Um, this is number two just purely based on the fact that it it was it popped up like. Today, um, this morning, 
and uh, people were all abuzz about it. Um, everybody knows that you know that the Valve has a problem with threes. No Half Life three, no uh, you know Left for Dead three, no fucking Portal three, no three. There's just no three. You don't you get nothing. No Valve three. Yeah, yeah. Good day, sir. They're a two-story building. Yeah. There's no third story in their building. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, um, original Left for Dead creators Turtle Rock released an unfinished level, like an unfinished campaign from the original Left for Dead, um, called Damn It, as D A M is in like a damn um, water. Um, so. Eight years ago. It's been eight years since uh, the original Left 4 Dead launched, and uh, a a lot of people don't remember Turtle Rock Studios anymore. I glazed right over it on purpose, Goat. I don't have time for any of your nonsense tonight with your terrible jokes. I love them very much. No, no. Just just the way you started this, it sounds like it's going to be like... It it, it sounds like the Wonder Years. It was eight years ago. Oh, yeah. It's true. (laughs) And now... (laughs) Um, Anyways. Turtle Rock's Chris Ashton... um, says that it's what they call a, quote, gray box work, meaning some features are incomplete, but it's playable from beginning to end. Dammit also packs in two standalone survival mode maps that never shipped with the game. Um, Dammit is available as an add-on, um, and you can download it online. I, I, you know, It's going to be free to anybody with a copy of it on PC. So to be clear, this is going to be PC release. They're not, obviously, it's an unfinished piece of work. They're not going to certify it to put it on consoles there's no console anything that anybody would pay for the certifications for to put that thing out on a game this old so it's going to be on pc only it's free if you own the game more it's more of a mod i'd say than a a level i mean yeah essentially uh and they were saying that it's it's designed it's designed to bridge um a couple of of sections of the game together it was designed to i guess tie those in that sort of narrative together um, well, then it's aptly titled. It's true. There's also that's a very, what damn does. <laughs> very detailed map of the setting and level design, which functions as a nice strategy guide for those exploring the game. Campaign begins at an airstrip and winds its way through an apple orchard into a deep ravine through a covered bridge in a campground before the big finale at the hydroelectric power dam. It's set up so that players can split up to work independently instead of cooperatively to fend off zombies. Uh, the zombie onslaught, onslaught. Jesus, my words are not working tonight. I got whack poo brain. Um, they began. Uh, they began work on Left 4 Dead in 2005 and was later acquired by Valve. So they, they, Turtle Rock was building Left 4 Dead on their own when they got acquired by Valve. Uh, Left 4 Dead. The studio was closed down and rights rights reverted to Valve, which published a sequel a year later. Turtle Rock Studios was reconstituted as an independent studio in 2010. Um, Turtle Rock was also caught up in the bankru- bankruptcy and liquidation of THQ, for whom it was developing the end. Uh, uh, what ended up being Evolve. Uh, eventually bought and published by 2K Games. Um, th- I'm excited about this. I'm actually excited. About, I'm so excited about this that I'm installing it right now. <laughs> well, that's about as excited as you can get, I think. Oh, God. You know, I... Sort of did just you, quitting the show and be like, screw it, I'm going to play Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Did, did you guys have any, any love for Left 4 Dead when it came out? No, I played it and I was like, "Yep, another zombie game moving out of my life." Are you fucking kidding me, Charlie? Um, it's one of those games where it's it's best enjoyed playing with other people, mm-hmm. which is sort of where my my hang up became because I, I finding time to coordinate to play games with other people has been a problem for me, even going back to the original Left 4 Dead. So yeah, 
left this show. This show's amazing. The most social guy we have can't get time together to be social. The guy who hates people has no problems finding people to play with. <laughs> anyway. Left for Dead, Left for Dead one particularly. I did enjoy the second one, but I did think it was a big step backwards. Um, no, again, not backwards, sideways. They didn't just didn't do anything new with it. Um, the first Left for Dead is it some of the most fun. Mm, yeah, I don't buy that. That's bullshit. I got thoughts on. Well, maybe we should do a fucking feature on sequels soon. Games, the second game in a nope. series that was not as good as the first one. Let's talk about sequels coming up one that, of these days. That would tie out with uh, with uh, Tomb Raider coming out. Recently. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Finally, IPS4. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that, but I got I got a lot of thoughts on why when people say... My brother's one of those people. Like He defends Arkham Origins, all of it. You know, it's a sequel. It's not supposed to be better than, you know, just use this bullshit. You used to get full-fledged sequels all the time that, that fucking stomped out the... Or at least improved upon an existing formula. And that's all, right, just, all, right, all right, all right, all right. I don't know. I got, I got the thoughts on it. John, let's put the rocking chair away, get off the porch, let's move on with the show. I When you stay on the porch, it's get off my lawn. <laughs> That's the thing I want the kids to stay off my lawn. I just watered it and planted grass seeds. Um, I don't have a lawn. I live in a condo. Um, mm-hmm. But if well, I did... You're on the balcony, in the, you're, you're on the, balcony in the rocking chair. You know, the kids true. in the pool. There's, uh, I live directly out front of the pool, too. I yell at the kids out there all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I, you know. You hear the guy, stop yeah. running. That's why um, I pay my dues. But you got to hand in my card. <laughs> look, yes. look, Charlie, Charlie's trying. Mm-hmm. For once, Charlie rushing us off the, uh, I was the joke wagon. Um, hey, I was trying. I know. You won't go. Sorry. Let's go. Move on. Um, moving on to number one. This is just a follow-up story, but it is, as far as industry news is concerned, probably the most pertinent thing we're going to discuss. It's a week three of discussing the voice actor strike. Um, voice actors to pick it outside Warner Brothers as strike continues. SAG-AFTRA, the union representing voice actors and video games, will picket WB Game Studio lot in Burbank, California, as its high-profile strike against major video game publishers enters its second week, now third at time of uh, uh, you know the show here. Um, last week, we talked about SAG-AFTRA picketed the offices of Electronic Arts in an action that brought more than 300 members to the publisher's Redwood Shores headquarters. The union declared a strike against game publishers on October 21st, which is when we kind of the week we first started talking about all this stuff. After it was unable to reach a new contract with them, so SAG-AFTRA has pushed for a new deal for its members for more than two years with residual compensation a key sticking point in the discussions. Uh, in response, the publisher's representatives launched a website attacking SAG-AFTRA, saying the union was unwilling to reach a compromise. The company said the union was not upfront with its members about the offers made and the group's voting process was undemocratic. SAG-AFTRA seeks better working conditions for its members and an increase in the pay uh, that they receive for successful games that hit sales milestones. Um, you know, they're, they're, they say that they had success. Um, essentially what they're saying is, is that when, when they went to electronic arts and picketed EA, they saw a shift from EA and what it was that they needed and wanted for their members. So now they're doing the same to, to WB games in an attempt to hopefully get some sort of a reaction similar to this one. Um, just to do that. You know, just to get it moving forward, keep it moving, you know, and get everybody what it is that they're looking for and need. So um, what uh, what do you think? Um, what do you think of this, Goat? I mean, whatever. I was kind of looking for them when I was out there. Didn't see any. I ran to the, the airport people. There's a whole bunch of picketing going on in L.A. apparently right now. But, I mean, it, it's the politics of it. You got to do what you got to do. You got to go to each place. You got to 
make your little spiel, your little scene. So they're like, oh, no, 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 we'll give you what you want when they should have done that in the first place. But eh, whatever, it's unions. They're eh, eh, probably the worst eh. thing. They're probably the worst thing that exists in modern society is unions. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Um, Charlie looks like he might be kind of frozen over there. Am I? Which can no. Are you? Oh, no, there you go. You were for a minute, and you're back. Welcome back. Good to see you. Well, hi. Um, hi. It's, it's great to be here, guys. Pleasure. Um, so, no, the, so, first time caller. Yeah. Long time listener. Yeah. Um, I just, I just hope that at the end of this mess, things are better. You know, it's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to, we're going to see a lot of back and forth. We're going to see a lot of, you know, uh, just, just a lot of, you know, kerfuffle as this, you know, as, yeah. as this whole thing continues. I just, I, uh, the only thing I think everybody involved in this is hoping is that by the time this is all said and done, you know, that the situation is better for these folks. I mean, like they're, they're very talented people doing as far as I think we're all concerned, important work, you know, and um, I think, I think that, uh, that they deserve, you know, uh, you know, fair treatment, oh, yeah. um, and uh, yeah. you know, whether you know, and then I, I just hope that a consensus can be reached on what is fair for them. Yep, yeah, I but agree it works out. They are, they represent ninety percent of my television intake. <laughs> Indubitably agreed. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. Ho- hopefully, this gets resolved quickly. I guess is, is a short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If not, we'll pick it. One would hope. Um, but so, that's that's uh, everything, man. That's everything I got for news this it, week, huh? man. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I think we're in that that no. weird kind of time between when that kind of weird it's time between when everything fluff. comes out for like you know the holidays, games come out for the holidays, and then everything else that happens. Plus, you know, I mean, everybody's you know next couple days here, you know, going to be caught up in you know election madness. So nobody's really talking about video games right now out there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Is that thing finally happening? That is that thing is happening. Yep. Um, Sweet. That's it, man. That's gonna do it for news this week. All right. So. Where we go from here? Where we typically will go to our uh, our feature. I get that part. I just don't know what the feature is. So the feature is uh, we we were kind of originally trying to save um, this particular feature for when everybody was going to be back together um, to play PlayStation VR. Well, the plan was because it's my brother's uh, PlayStation VR. The plan was for us to all be able to get together and play with him, but he's going to be out of town for the next couple months, and we don't want to wait for too long for me to discuss my experience with it, because I had it for a solid five days. I thought I was going to have it for a couple hours, max. I kept it for five days, because my brother is awesome like that. Um, and I got to play it extensively. I got to play a shitload of stuff on it. Um, so we figured, while it is still a relatively new platform and something that's brand new, I'll talk about my experiences. Now, in the future, I feel certain that Goat and Charlie will both get to play it, whether it's because they purchased one of their own, or my brother brings it and we get to play with it. Um, so, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Is there, I kind of feel like since you guys didn't get to play it, we should do this feature as a, um, kind of an open forum. Like what, what were the questions that you guys had about it? And I'll see if I can best answer them for you. 
Well, so so my first question is, is especially now that you've gotten the chance to play the Vive, and you, you touched on this a little bit at the top when you were talking about the Vive experience. Mm-hmm. My, my first question is, is do you feel that the price difference between the two is um, like, where, where do you think that money goes? Is, okay, so, so in case you're coming in late, John mentioned at the top of the show when he was talking about what he plays that he does not feel that the price difference is worth it between the Vive and the PSVR. So um, to, to take that a step further, do you think that um, extra cost, where do you think it goes? Like if it's, if it's, if you, if you don't think it's worth it in the vibe, where do you think that money is going? That is that you don't feel is being spent properly. Well, here's the thing you got to remember about the vibe because a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that the difference between the vibe and a lot of the others is, is that the sensors for the room, there's, there's sensors in the mask in the actual headset that have like room tracking, like object tracking. So that theoretically, if something is in your space when you're moving or walking or doing, you know, it prevents you from tripping over it or walking into a wall if you walk. Because, I mean, one thing I will tell you immediately is the difference between, like, our, our Gear VR units and, like, the Oculus Rift and whatever else is that the higher-end VR units do capitalize on the foreground, half-ground movement of your head. So, like, anybody who's played the Gear VR knows that you can turn your head left and right, up and down, and you can tilt it in every direction, which is amazing. But you can't walk up to a wall with a controller and, like, peek your head around to the side of it. You can do that with the PlayStation VR, the Vive, the Rift. Um, You know, it's probably the biggest thing... um, worth noting is that at that and having fucking hands um <laughs> to me i think the difference comes into some of the technology that's built into the vibes headset the actual the sensors that are built into it instead of having to compensate for a sensor being out on the desk but not that much more plus you gotta you gotta imagine that they're saying that the hand controllers both for the rift which are coming soon and the hand controllers for um playstation vr and whatever else they're valued at two hundred dollars. Those controllers, not the PlayStation VR ones, because they're using the Move controllers, which were fantastic, by the way. Um, the other ones, you know, the the Rift and the Vive, those are supposed to be a hundred dollars a controller, essentially. So that does superficially add a two hundred dollar value when you're not talking about just the headset experience. Okay. Um, so I'm sure that that has something to do with it, um, but it's still to me. Let me put it to you like this. The frame rate was much higher under the Vive, but it was running on a disgustingly robust PC, so you had to factor that into it. The headset was comfortable, but I also found, I gotta be honest with you, I found the PlayStation VR headset to be incredibly comfortable. Incredibly comfortable. It was lightweight. It was not, um, I, I, I'll tell you this, I think it's a much more comfortable headset than the, than the, the Vive or the Gear VR. It's lighter, you know, it doesn't after you have it on for a little while you don't really kind of notice it for the most part you make small adjustments um but the one thing is like uh, gear vr you can zoom in and out to kind of focus your vision that's not how the playstation vr headset works you put it on and you kind of have to like where the best sweet spot in your vision sits depends on whether or not it's sitting too high or too low lined up with your eyeballs like this so like 
you have to kind of pull it up or pull it down to kind of find the sweet spot. So it doesn't have a focus of any kind. No, it, but it doesn't need one either. Yeah, it doesn't really need one. Um, and, uh, so why do you suppose that is? Why do you suppose that the that the Gear VR needs one and uh, the Vive and the PSVR don't? I, I can't say, but I can tell you this. I had Ricky Keller here, and Ricky wears prescription glasses. And I asked him specifically, like, what was it? Did it? And he's like, no, it's fine. You can see fine. No problem. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe it's just the way they cut their lenses <laughs> where, where it doesn't <clears throat> distance because that's how the, the mm-hmm. Gear VR zooms is from distance. It pulls it away and toward your face as opposed to up and down. I'm not sure if it's just the way the beveling in the lenses is cut differently. I don't know. So question for you, being a, a similar eyeglass where when, mm-hmm. when Ricky was playing it, did he put did he put the PSVR over his glasses? As I recall, yeah, I, th- I think he did. You know, But they also, there's there's plenty of room on the inside of the unit. The cavity between um, the space between your head and the front of the, where the lenses start is a little deeper in this than the Gear VR 2. Okay. So, you know, so it, I think they probably considered that there are going to be people that want to play this thing that put glasses on underneath it. But I will leave that up to you to determine when you get to try it um, for yourself, Charlie. But um, so, Ed, what other questions do you guys have about this thing? Go. I'll let you go if you have anything. I, I really have nothing. I mean, it's VR. We I mean, the thing slaps nope. your head. It does. Nope. Nope. Wrong. What? It's so much better than what we've played. Like, let me put it to you like well, this. Obviously, I put my it's gear a true, VR. It's a true unit. I put my gear VR on to hurt. play it like three days ago, and I. I played it for 10 minutes. I didn't want to play it anymore because it was well, yeah. noticeably spoiled. inferior. Yeah, now. that's exactly what happened. I was noticeably <laughs> inferior to what I John, had gotten John. used to playing, and I didn't want to play it. John. Mostly because I didn't have that's hands. Like, John, this is like the, the the same thing of you going and being like, oh, I played the brand new Xbox One game, like Battlefield 1, and then I went back and played Metal Gear in my NES. It, I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah. I wouldn't say it's that big of a uh, gulf. It's noticeable. Let me let me give you an example. Yeah. So, um, aside from being able to move your head forward and backwards, which once you figure out how to best use that, it's incredibly helpful depending on what you're playing. But having hands is the be all end all of what makes the because we used to talk about this on the show with the Gear VR. Same. Like, I wonder how much hands. hands are going to change the experience. It's got to be better, right? Massively better. Massively better. Mm-hmm. Um, for, I played, for the six months. I'm gonna. I'm the gonna, next six months, you're gonna want feet. And you're gonna want a dog. And you're yeah, just, you're just not gonna leave your house. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be. It's gonna be I'll take all that stuff. Why not Zoidberg, man? Let's do it. <laughs> um, so, the move controllers were incredibly responsive. Incredibly responsive. I was actually really shocked at how accurate they were once you calibrated them for whatever game you were playing. Um, the as I said, the headset's light and comfortable. The only complaint I have about the headset, there's like this soft rubber that lays over your nose, where the nose cavity is, and it's they're like flaps, and they kind of hang down in front of your nose. And my brother said he had the same problem, so I'm glad it wasn't just me. They like tickle your nose, but they tickle your nose on the inside in such a way that makes it feel like you got a fucking bug hanging. Like, it drove me nuts. Every so often, I was trying to, like, scratch my nose because I felt like I had a booger hanging out of my nose. And I was like, Nick, is this just me? And he's like, nope. He's like, fuck. He's like, I have the same problem. Um, but I found that if you kind of 
put your finger up under between your nose and the rubber flaps, you can kind of pull the flaps down in such a way that they fit on your nose a good way and also shut out more light. Because originally a lot of light was getting in from underneath and it was bothering me and I figured out that it's okay. kind of made to move to where you want it to. Um, Quick question. You, yes. you mentioned uh, having to calibrate the controllers for each game. Do you have to do a, a different calibration for each game? No. Is well, it depending it's, on how you're holding the controllers kind of a thing? Yes, or? and it depends on the game. So, like, let me give you an example. For um, uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood is based on Until Dawn. It's a takeoff as a sort of a spinoff of the Until, uh, Until Dawn game. Um, this game is a think about it as a modern day equivalent of something like uh, House of the Dead, right? You're sitting in when the game starts. You're in a carnival, and like a man, you know, the, the has the little flat top, you know, kind of hat comes up, and he's wearing the carnival vest, red and white carnival vest, and he's got a cane, and he's talking to you. Hey, hey, take your chances, play the game, and you're in a cart that's on a track like a slow moving roller coaster and you have a couple of pistols but they're like you know pellet guns pew 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 and you're shooting little bullseyes when you start and as you go through the tracks and as you get farther into it it becomes more morose and more dark and fucking terrifying and and it gets scarier and the imagery gets more disgusting and they eventually give you real guns after the first little like level and um in this game, you're sitting in like a carnival cart moving forward on a track. So you have to calibrate the move controllers when you're first starting the game. And they do have this little calibration tool because you are playing, you're designed to play the game kind of like this. With your arms out, right? And when you go to calibrate it, it shows you, and you can see in the VR space, there's like a silhouette. And they tell you to move forward with your arms extended and put your arms in the approximate locations of where these to kind of calibrate so that you're shooting. And the reason I see this as being necessary is after you play this game for a little while, you understand that the shooting is incredibly accurate. And once you get good at it, you can hit targets from all kinds of distances. It's just a little on-rails shooter like House of the Dead, but it's really immersive. You get really into it, and it's really fucking unsettling in spots. Shit gets in your face. It's scary. I liked it. Um, I didn't have to calibrate much for anything else, though. Um, you... So if I'm understanding correctly, you, you are still aiming with a virtual crosshair on the, on the screen, right? You're not no. aim, actually aiming down sights with your hands in front of your face? You, you? kind of can, yeah, if you want really? to. Like you're, you're aiming, you see your arms, and you see hands, and you see... And where you're moving is the tracking is so good. It's so fucking good. And so like most of the time, you're kind of firing blind, but if you really want to move your head to get behind the pistol and fire down the sights, you can. And it works really well if you calibrate it really? right. Yes. Okay, that's cool. I, I it gets better though. This was not this was not the best shooting experience I had on there. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, the first thing I got to play though was was Arkham VR. It's the Batman, you know, which to me is one of the two best showpieces they have on that thing right now. Um, really? Oh, it was so fun. It's probably only an hour long. Most of the stuff is probably only an hour long. You can spend more time in it if you want, but you you literally go and you're in the fucking Wayne Manor and you're standing in front of the piano and Alfred hands you a key and you unlock the thing and you flip up. You have hands. And so like you're holding the move controllers, right? So how do hands work? The triggers on the bottom are hand pressure. How quickly? And it's very sensitive. So how fast? 
the first thing I instinctively get in and you look down, there's a piano, there's like a little table here and there's some drawers and stuff. The first thing I did was reach down and try to open a drawer, grabbed it, pulled it out and it felt natural. Grabbed and picked up a postcard. I'm looking at the postcard. So what do I think to do? Flip the postcard around in my hand. So I do exactly that and I'm reading what's on the back and then I toss the postcard. So my next instinct is to start playing with the physics in the game. Alfred gives me a key. So I toss the key in the air and try to catch it. Sure as shit, I toss it in the air, it comes close, comes close, boop, hit the button, I catch the key. I unlock the piano, I open the case for the piano. I start, when his hands get close to the piano, they turn into fingers, like to, to hit keys. I started playing shit on the piano, like little two-note songs, and I played chopsticks, you know, I was sitting there playing shit on the <laughs> piano, it was fucking responsive, it worked. So you hit a few notes and then you grab this logo, this like hologram logo off the thing and you put it on your chest and then it takes you down into the bat cave. And as you're going down, like you do the whole thing. You stick your hands into these tubes that put the Batman gauntlets on your hands. You, um, you calibrate all of his weapons. And so like on the belt, you've got the grapple gun on your right. You've got a evidence scanner on your left and in the center of your belt, right where the buckle is, you have batarangs. They let you try and calibrate these weapons. You And then when you're done with them, you put them on the side of his belt and then hit the button to let go of the gun and it sticks to the belt. And then you grab the cowl and you actually put it on your head and then you're Batman. And there's a scene where they're calibrating all this equipment where they have you in a mirror and you're moving. And while you're, I'm going like, if you guys look at me, what I'm doing right now, I'm literally in this mirror, like rotating and rolling my shoulders and you can see him rolling his shoulders in real time. And I'm sticking my hands in front of my face. And then my brother suggested that I pinch my nipples in the bat suit. I did it. It was great. Um, <laughs> I did it a couple times if I'm being honest with you. Um, and then, and then the other thing too was uh, there was this, this moment where you, you realize that you can throw batarangs and, and, you have to throw them at targets, but you actually have to aim. I thought it was going to be one of these assisted things where it's like you throw the batarang and it just kind of goes in the general direction of the target and finds its way there. No, you can miss the fucking target. But uh, this is awkward because this is the part of the show where I'm going to stand up and tell everybody to kind of stare at my crotch region. Um, oh, so <laughs> when you're when you're pulling weapons... It's that time again, folks. It is. It's that time of the show. Um, John's back on the clock with a side job. The, the batarangs are right here on your belt, and you have your hands. And so when you're wanting to throw at targets, you reach to like like a half inch away from wow. where your belt buckle line is, and you grab the batarang, and you throw it in the direction you want it to go, right? I got so comfortable doing this that I was throwing batarangs at like this speed. It was just like shoot, 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 in whatever direction I wanted them to go in. It was that responsive. Um I could say a lot about Arkham VR. Maybe in my what I played section, I'll talk about that next week because I have a, there's so much I want to talk about in that. Um, PlayStation Worlds was another thing that I played. It's a kind of collection disc that has a bunch of short games on it, almost like tech demos. Um, one of those things was called London Heist. It was, again, about 40 minutes long in total. Um you're a robber, like a you're a diamond thief, and your boss tells you you got to steal this diamond, and you've got your like super soccer hooligan thug friend Mickey, of course. You know, and everybody talks fucking Cockney. Um, this was the one with the shooting. This the shooting was amazing. Um, you pick up the gun, you pick up a clip, you you load the clip into the bottom of the gun, and you aim down the sights and fire in real time. I mean, it was that. It was that. Was it? That's exactly what it was. 
Um, it was really, really sharp. Um, you got it. It was so responsive that you could take clips out and line them up on the desk standing up. And when you ran out of ammo, you could just smash the gun down on the clip and keep firing. So how how how? So what I'm gathering you're saying is that the depth perception is it, it, it's it's the the thing I had always wondered about when it, when they started talking about the VR headsets where you'd be able to see your hands interact with things in your you know in your hands with the environment around you is just the depth perception yeah is, you really. know, being able to know exactly this is how far away this this desk is from me and here's this yep. clip sitting on it and I'm going to put my hand right on top of it and do exactly what you just yeah, said yeah because I knew approximately where I put them inside of my field of vision and a couple times I missed. You know, and what I got comfortable doing is I would hold the gun in one hand, I would hold a clip in the other one, and I had the other ones lined up. That way, if I missed, I could just load the clip in without stopping to look. And, like, you realize while you're firing, this is not just a gallery game. There's one scene where you're standing behind a desk and you're getting shot at. Duck behind the desk. I was crouching down on my knee. You know, I was taking a knee to avoid getting shot and then standing up and firing back. And at first, the shooting, the depth perception on the shooting felt off to me. And then I got really comfortable that I went back and played this scene a few times. And there's even one where you're firing from a moving vehicle in the passenger seat and there's motorcycles coming in next to the car. So it dawns on me on my second playthrough of this. Why don't I try opening the car door? So I did. I was knocking guys off the fucking motorcycle with my car door. Like I, <laughs> I had a drink. I had a drink a fucking like beverage in the drink holder. I picked up the beverage and beamed a guy in the head with it. Like <laughs> it was like you start thinking all these cool things. And then there's one scene that's just like a cinematic scene where the boss is explaining to you what you have to do. And you were sitting in a bar in England and you look down and there's a ashtray with a cigar sitting in it and you've got your lighter. Well, I pick up the lighter, of course, naturally want to start playing with it. You pick up the cigar. It's pinched between his two fingers. You can light the cigar, smoke starts coming out. And so then I think to myself, I'm going to start playing with this. I start tossing the lighter to try and get it to spin, you know, and just use the inertia of my toss to make it spin. So I was throwing it from hand to hand. Um, One thing with the Vive, the controllers, I did have an easier time throwing things hand to hand and making it feel more natural than on the PSVR, but it was pretty fucking close. Okay. Um, I played a shark encounter where I was under the water being attacked by the shark. It was horrifying because it was really cinematic and like scary music. And I, I couldn't get through it the first time. Second time, um, Megan watched me do it. Oh, the other thing too is because you're piped into the TV, if you're playing with other people, they are seeing on the TV what you're seeing in real time. Okay, and tracking. Cool. So it's really fun to play it with other people. Um, I played the kitchen demo, the Resident Evil kitchen demo. It scared the fuck out of me, man. It's really short, but it's really intense. Um, bunch of demos i played um was it project racing i don't remember which one it is on there or maybe something cars Cars. project cars project cars it it was really you're racing in real time goat the dream is alive it exists nice it happened i mean you have to your mirrors work you yeah they do you have to do this really weird thing though where they they don't assume a person's height or their level of closeness they like to be to the steering wheel so you have to do some calibration based on your comfort level like up and down, oh, nice. forward and backwards. And it took me a while. It took me about five minutes to fidget with that to get it where it felt like natural to me where I would sit in a car um, because the default view was awkward. But once you find your sweet spot with that, you're racing, Was it like dude. way up on the wheel? It was way low. Like I felt like a five-year-old trying to drive. It was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's that, that you're in like a, yeah. Like but once I stance. got it, yeah. like it felt right. And I think that you would, you'll really like it, man. There was something for everybody in there. So far to me, based on what I played, it is the best value in VR. But 
Here's my final word on it. Wait before you buy a PlayStation VR if you don't have the means because sure they've got stuff coming out for it and they've got stuff that they've announced, but I'm more interested to see what happens after this first wave. Is it going to be a connect thing where only a certain amount of people develop for it and then it just fucking falls off the face of the earth because either it didn't sell well enough or people don't know how to or want to develop for it? I really hope it's a success because it's a really, really nice piece of hardware and I think it's super fairly priced to boot for what you get. So I have, I have a couple remaining questions before we get out of this segment. So the first one is um, the just, just in regards to what you were just talking about, about the... Um, um, Oh, what the hell was it? I had a question. I lost it. Um, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I'll think. I'll, I'll let you know. I think of it again. But so, so he, here's 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 the last question I have. So for you, great question. Great question. I know. I know. I'm 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 amazing at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so John, for you, uh, mm-hmm. is this going to be a buy when Star Trek Bridge Commander comes out? Oh man, I was telling my brother, I like that's going to be a fucking big deal for me, man. Um, I don't know because I, I do plan to get a PlayStation 4 sooner rather than later if I can. I don't know if this is going to be a buy just for that. But if they keep developing quality content for it and they can make the games a little longer, I'm all for it. They had a multiplayer like mech shooter on there that's like a multiplayer. It's like kind of like Titanfall. And it was real time. And I was using the fucking controller and playing it. And it was amazing. You felt like you're in the mech. Is that good? It's bridge bridge crew, I should say, not bridge, yeah, bridge commander. Crew. That was that that bridge commander was an older game. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So okay. And then um. I remember the thing I was gonna say. So when when you're talking about just um the uh, it's more more of just a comment than a question actually. Just um just uh, the, the the thing that makes me feel good about the uh you know not having the connect effect like you mentioned with this, where yeah. like a bunch of games come out at launch and then just nobody cares about that anymore. Is the thing that I've noticed as we do the releases at the top of the show every week is that. A good number of these VR games that are coming out for, like, you know, the Rift or the Vive are also coming out for the PSVR. So it seems to be um, just based on looking at the releases that come out every week and seeing how many of these VR games are cross-platform between the PSVR and these other two PC headsets, that that making cross-platform VR games is relatively easy. And I think that that's a huge thing. I think that it's foolish for them to not port as much as humanly possible over from the PC because that's the thing. The 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 Rift and the Vive have a really robust catalog of virtual reality games to choose from. Like, there's a shitload of games out on the PC for it if you have the hardware to run them, you know, and, and the money to spend, you know. So that's what makes, like, if you're trying to figure out where to hedge your bets with your VR money, wait just a little bit longer because I have a feeling we're about to get some announcements on like, hey, here's the second generation versions of like the Rift and the Vive and we're going to make them lighter and smaller and faster and the lenses are better and the clarity is sharper and the head tracking is better and the controllers are better. Like, I think we're going to get all that coming up because I don't think VR is going to go anywhere. I have a lot of people ask me, is this going to be a gimmick? I don't think so. After you play PlayStation VR or one of the better units, you're going to understand why it's not. You know, there's just it. I went back and started playing Battlefield One after playing all these other games, and it it was definitely a an adjustment back to playing the standard dimension. You know, and I didn't get that with my Gear VR. It blew my mind. But this is different. This was having hands and being able to move around naturally, where you move your head forward and it goes forward, makes all the difference. Plus, the graphics were much nicer. Okay, so. 
Well, um, you've you've definitely answered a lot of the questions that I had about it. So th thank you, John, for your roundup. That that's great. Uh, that was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, um, I guess with that, we can move on to our mailbag. And so, um, for for this week, so so since we are jumping back in time a bit to uh, to the mailbag question that we asked several weeks ago um, about the PSVR, I am currently trying to scroll back into the archives of the Players Club to where we asked the question about um, <laughs> VR because I believe we did. Uh, unless, unless you guys can tell me, I'm imagining asking that question. Um, it might have been one of those that we thought of and never posted. We had a rash of that for a while. Yeah, it may be that. Um, so you know that that's okay. We're running along in the tooth anyway. So what we will do is we have not one but two songbird emails to read Woo! you guys. Because um, so we're going to go back and we're going to read Songbird's email from uh, when we asked this question originally in the episode, at least. And then we just moments ago got another Songbird email that I have not uh, I have not looked at yet. Um, so uh, going back in time to Songbird's email from October 16th, um, response to the PSVR impressions. And so so this is also actually Songbird's uh, impressions on the PSVR. She, she got a chance to uh, Excellent. try Excellent. one herself. And so she uh, she wrote back on October 16th, uh, Dear Technotronicron, Goat, and Fallon Flynn, uh, mailbag answer, as someone who's always wanted a VR unit, I naturally took my chance and purchased the pretty sweet Vegas rocket. <laughs> and no, I... pretty sweet Vegas <laughs> rocket. I think anyways, I hope, I hope Songbird agrees. I, uh, yeah. Is. Um, and no, I did or have not burned the lens on anything. I saw that info on a Reddit post and I've never heard of it before. <laughs> She's referring to, she made a comment about making sure not to leave a VR headset out in the sun because the sun will focus the light and burn whatever it's on. We suspected that maybe she was speaking from firsthand experience. Thankfully, she was just passing on something that she read. So that's good. Um, uh, uh, she continues, oddly enough, I have not spent that much time with the device. So the following are more first impressions than, say, a solid uh, review. Um, I'll, it'll honestly be another week or so before I full, get a full grasp on it. Uh, the setup was similar. Uh, excuse me. The setup was simple enough to follow, thanks to the manual and online videos. But it would have been a bit smoother if I wasn't the only one doing all the work. What'll be annoying is bringing the PS4 back and forth between my bedroom and the living room. Uh, what's really bothering me, though, is hopefully I can adjust or something is how the headset well sits. Uh, people say that it's the most comfortable headset so far, yet I cannot get it to where it doesn't feel like it's constricting the blood vessels around my head. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, that's the main reason why I haven't been able to play for long periods of time. Uh, then there's the whole calibration process, which is aggravating over how many times it needs to be done when changing to whatever you're doing next. Uh, again, hopefully with more experience, these complaints will be less cumbersome. So it's interesting that you guys are kind of saying the same things, but you uh, your impressions on the same thing is different. So that, that's interesting. Um, so since I knew I wasn't going to have that much time gaming this weekend, I decided not to buy any games, which turned out to be a good thing with the surprise of a demo disc. Although I did find it odd some of them were only advertisements which didn't have a demo, like Bound or Super Hypercube or Hustle Kings. As happy as I was to play Res Infinite, the most enjoyable experience I had was Thumper. Perhaps it was uh, in its simplicity why was why I enjoyed it so much. But now more than ever, uh, do I really want a new F-Zero game. Hi, Maggie. Oh, my God. <laughs> F-Zero would be so good. Maggie wants a VR unit, too, apparently. She, she does. She does. Uh, audio listeners, my cat is currently climbing on me. 
Um, uh, Tumble VR was also neat to play despite being simple. Um, sadly, those are the only games I played at home, but I did already play Eve Valkyrie and Battlezone when I went to a Best Buy demo. Heck, I haven't even started the PlayStation World's VR disc either. A reason for that is I'm currently charging my PS Move controllers as I'm typing this. Uh, definitely, I'll be purchasing games soon, but admittedly, some of the prices are questionable at best. Um, like, uh, John, I, like, for example, I know you mentioned that, that Arkham thing. You thought it was really neat, maybe in only an hour of playtime. Did I say that that's $20 for that? Yeah, but there's, it's not just like a, like a little narrative straight through. There are lots of like little, there's some like Riddler trophy type things in it. It ties directly into the games. And uh, so there's a little replay, va- uh, replay value to it, in my opinion. Plus, I, I okay. could just hang out in the Batcave, honestly, okay. myself. <laughs> I All think right. that $20, anything more than $20 would be too much for that okay. game. But 15 is probably more fair, honestly, okay. for the experience. All right. Um, and then she, she says, I hope to have more thoughts by next episode. Oh, and apparently she saw somebody buy an NES copy of Bump and Jump and thought of us. So that's Excellent. Um, so, so thank you, Songbird, for that. Um, let us know um, how your experience has been going, um, uh, please. Uh, but uh, and uh, literally eight minutes ago, as I read this, um, Songbird wrote in, uh, "Dear Technotronica, Goat, and Fallon Flynn, I didn't didn't know if you guys were or weren't having a show, so I just threw this in. Uh, my cat is causing chaos. Um, uh, that was me saying that, not Songbird. Uh, Nintendo has probably opened up Pandora's box with their announcement of bringing back the Nintendo Power Line this weekend for the launch of the Mini and." Yes. Uh, what questions would you ask those poor unfortunate soul on the other side of the phone? Also, what random questions could you imagine other people, either those you are not, or not, may ask as well? Um, uh, because I've been buried under colorful ponies, I don't know what she's referring to. I have it. About- I have yeah. it right here. Yeah, yeah. I am a like, genius. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm ahead of the curve here. Like literally in your hands right now, you have it right there. Well, no, I, I have over in this general area. It's, okay. it's on the small device. So, so, uh, so, so help me out no, here, the, and for, for those that don't know, what is the so, Nintendo Power Line? Well, remember the, our, well, it's, oh, the phone thing. Remember when we were kids? Yeah, the actual power line that we called for 60 cents a minute, and they kept you on the line for 314 days to say yes. it's <laughs> That's over there. correct. <laughs> and then your parents beat you. Senselessly, you did yard work to pay I'll off that phone bill. I'll tell you what question I would ask those people on the other end. Do you have another job lined up? Because chances are this one is not going to have a terribly long shelf life. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a good one. Um, yeah, that's my question. Funny, yeah, I remember Yeah, I remember this now. Um, I, I remember, I think I called the power line to ask for tips with, um, I think it may have been Star Tropics. Um, but uh, if you were going to ask for tips on a game, that wasn't a bad one. That game was fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't know they were bringing that back. That's hilarious. Um, uh, that, they're only bringing it back. Th- they're only bringing it back from the 11th to the 13th. Oh, it's, it's like a gimmick. From, okay. Yeah, it's all automated now. There's not real people. Um, it's just for the the NES Mini coming out, or classic NESs are called. It's a NES Mini. They, they they missed the button. Nintendo. I don't know who's in part part of your n- n- naming world. Fire them. They're terrible. Completely <laughs> terrible people. Um, um, okay, so, so now that we know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, sorry. hold on. Hold on, hold on. There was uh, November 11th to November 13th between the hours of 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific time. You can call. Uh, that number is 425-885-7529. 
Hold on, and, it's what uh, now? Is, is the line active right now, or is it? No, no, no. It will be active at 6 a.m. November 11th, so Friday. Well, uh, then that time. means that between now and next week, we can all call that line and see what the fuck's going mm -hmm. on. Yes, we are going. Well, now that 30 years has passed, long distance doesn't exist. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that number sounds really familiar. Is that the same number? That would be awesome. Uh, I think was. so. It might be. Yeah, I think it that, is. That, that number sounds really familiar to me. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I haven't I remembered I a phone number in 10 years, man. Like, why would I remember that one? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I just feel like... Uh, here, hang on. Uh, give, me, uh, give me that number one more time. 425-885-7529. Yeah, wow, you're... You an accountant on the weekends or what? No, I just I know that number. I swear to God, I know that number. <laughs> that um, is ridiculous. Well, like at, at, numerical. Yeah, at, the very, at, at the very least, that was the number for the power line in the in the October two thousand five issue of Nintendo Power. So yeah, that's the same number. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They turning it back on. Jesus, man. I'm that honestly no, like, find that to hilarious. be a pretty impressive thing, personally. Yeah. So we're going to call because I may have called this number more than I recall, considering I recognize it immediately. So that's disturbing, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie seems like one of those guys, and like, I'd be like, "Dad, I'm going to lawn two extra times. Can I just call these people and ask about a video game?" <laughs> amazing. Oh uh, wow, that's amazing. Okay, so 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 going back to her question, uh, what questions would you ask the uh, uh, the if you called the power line, what would you ask them? Um, mm -hmm. Um, I would ask them questions about whatever game that I'm currently playing and stuck in. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, well, I, 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 I almost feel once. like I almost feel like the obvious answer to that question is find out next week when we call them and ask them questions. Well, yeah, uh, but it's gonna be fully yeah. automated next week. No, I remember right. I called them once when it was a real thing and it was humans on the other end of it, just to ask them if it was if anyone. Has ever beat the speeder levels in battle? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, so, so then continuing with her question, uh, what random questions could you imagine other people, either those you know or not, may ask as well? So what 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 random questions do you think people oh, would God. ask? Oh uh, Yeah. Oh, they've they've probably got all that weird shit like nine one one does. Like, could you tell my brother not to be a shithead and give me the controller? I almost feel like you should just copy and paste that scene from Clerks in where they're they're both talking about the annoying people that come in and ask them stupid questions like, Hey man, do you have oh, do, you, yeah. do you have a hubcap for a seventy two pinto hatchback? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I, I wonder how many I wonder how many times they've honestly I wonder how many times they've gotten calls and been like, Hey, how do you beat Sonic two? Oh, that's my, I'm sad. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of the thing. I imagine that there's going to be some trolls taking advantage of this and um, asking like mm -hmm. questions about Halo and God knows what else about Call yeah, of Duty. People fully are going to call up and ask about how do I beat this level in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. So yeah, I almost wish that we this. could. I... No, go ahead. You guys keep missing the point. I've said it three times now. This time it's going to be fully automated. No humans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought so it was going to be. I, my understanding no, it was, was that it was humans going to be back live in the day. People. No, no, I know, I know, I know. I no, thought God, it was going to no. be live people no, just no, during no, 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 the, that no. time window, but then the rest of the time is going to be no, automated. no. It's fully automated this time. Are you insane, Charlie? We live in the internet age. It's nostalgia. They're going to put it on play and be like, "Yay!" If I want real game answers, I just type it into my game and my internet device that's next to me at all times. Like, come on, man. I just people I talk to people. Are you insane? They'd be paying people for that. <laughs> There's a computer uh, that they already pay. 
<laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, and then the Songbird apparently <laughs> uh, Songbird predicted our our intent our our, our 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 line of thinking because she then just said the dare is really obvious. When the time comes, call them and see what you get. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we're gonna call. Yeah, calling is gonna um, happen. So this is I'm sorry. Uh, this is Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday? Did you say it was? Eleventh mm. to the thirteenth. Eleventh through the thirteenth is be because f- I can calendar. <laughs> um, is eleventh uh, through the thirteenth is this coming Friday through Sunday? So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna call. We're mm-hmm. definitely gonna call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, we are. So Songbird, thank you for your emails. Um, anybody else? Mm-hmm. If you replied to our question about your headsets back in the day, I'm sorry. We just, I just has been buried under the uh, under the the under under layers of Facebook, and so I, I wasn't able to find him quickly. But uh, but yeah, so we're uh, we're back and we're here, and um, it's 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 been a show. It's been a really good show. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't so, go that far. <laughs> I'd say we were back. We're here. Bring more beer at the yeah. very minimum. <laughs> Good show. Um, um, so, so go in yes. your future. Um, do you just have a whole lot of video game catch up to play right now? Is that is that what you've got going on? Or is there anything else you'd like um, to talk about? <laughs> God, I wish it was that simple. Well, I got two months of work that I didn't get done because I was on the road to catch up uh, with. Okay. Um, video game catch up should probably catch up probably oh, around the first of the year. Yeah, I'm thinking. About that time, we'll be caught up on shit. Uh, just in time to probably leave again. So yeah, I mean, whatever. I'll live in my hermit hole and try to get done when I can get done. I mean, Forza Horizon Three is gonna like encompass my life for well, at least through Thanksgiving. At that that seems reasonable. That per- sounds about right. Yeah, I'm. I got twelve hours in, and I think the last I checked before I got on here, I'm at nine percent. <laughs> Madness, so madness, you poor yeah. bastard! It's gonna be, my, it's gonna be my Witcher. It's gonna be my Witcher for for, for me. <laughs> okay, John, how about you? Um, this coming week is going to be filled with. Uh, I do this thing every Random year porn before team. before it starts to get too cold outside. I just start getting rid of shit. Like a lot of people do spring cleaning. I do like. I'm a, I'm about to lock myself in the house for the next like six months for winter. So I'm gonna get everything the fuck out of it that I don't want. So I'll be doing a bunch of that shit this week. Um, more rehearsing for Vs for Villains because we are playing Collision Con uh, the weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. So Thanksgiving's on Thursday. The following oh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Collision Con takes place. Um, you know, and that that's going to be coming up. So we've done Collision Con before. We haven't done it. Uh, I don't think since 2012. I think was the last time we did it. Um, I so really. Yeah, we really enjoyed it last time we got to do it, um, you know, but uh, God, it's I'm curious to see how it's grown since we were there last because it was still, uh, you know, it was still kind of on the move um, at that time, at least anyways. Um, so it's going to be November 25th through the 27th. It's going to be in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Um, you know, you can find all the information for it online on, uh, you know, where, where to uh, to go in order to participate, you know. Um, or when, when the, the, wow, November twenty fifth to the twenty seventh. Are they usually like Thanksgiving weekend? No, 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 no. Last time we uh, we did with them, God, I have to stop to think. I think it was early in November, earlier, you know. But yeah, okay. 
So that's going to be interesting. They're having a having a con on Black Friday. Yep, it uh, should be interesting, interesting to see what the turnout looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, okay. but that's that's everything I got going on. You well, know, I mean, if they do it right, they do it right. They'll have doorbuster badges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Line up, you know. They, yeah, they yeah they absolutely should have a sale at the door for uh, because why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Um, and their vendors hopefully will take advantage of that situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, so um, cool. So that's that that's everything on their schedule. Um, on on my schedule, um, I don't really have anything right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, and uh, just as uh, some programming notes, kind of following off of uh, what John was talking about a little bit in, in terms of upcoming cons um as we mentioned before we are expecting we have not been approved yet but their application literally says expect to be approved like everything we should be able to fit everything that that, that, that gets thrown at us we are expecting that we will be doing a live show gamerhead radio will be doing a live show at con alt delete um which will be taking place december 16th through the 18th um mm-hmm. uh n- not sure yet what day that, um, but we are anticipating being accepted and placed on the schedule somewhere on there. So if you um, if you're planning on being at Conalt Delete, um, hopefully you'll be able to swing by and see uh, see our live show there. Um, as a programming note, so that is that uh, that uh, Conalt Delete is taking place basically the week before uh, Christmas. Um, this year we are going to be taking both. Christmas um, and New and New Year's off because those are both fall on a Sunday and we don't want to record a show either on Christmas or New Year's Day because it just won't happen. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. the uh, so so we are actually going to take an unprecedented two weeks off there. Um, but we're we're doing it for another reason as well. Um, if you're paying attention to our episode numbers, um, we are approaching episode number two hundred. Um, if we did not skip any episodes, episode two hundred would be on New Year's Day, and we don't amazing. We, yeah, we, we just we can't do. <laughs> yeah, it's too hard. Which is it? Which which? If we were gonna do it right, we would yeah. just got wasted at somebody's house at twelve oh one. Started episode two hundred and just whatever happened happened. But we have tact. Ie Charlie wouldn't let us do it. Yeah, uh, that. Um, so uh, um, so no. So uh, so the the current plan is that episode one hundred ninety eight will be our Connell Delete show on um, either this uh, December sixteenth, seventeenth, or eighteenth. Um, and then we'll take two weeks off. The episode 199, we will be recording presumably on Sunday, uh, January 8th. And then episode 200 will be sometime on the week of, uh, on the weekend, I should say, of January, uh, Sunday, January 15th. Um, obviously, we're going to do our best to put something together. Um, we've got some time to do so, two months to do so, basically. Um, so um, if you guys have any suggestions for a place you think would be good for Gamerhead Radio to to uh, to, to host uh, our 200th episode, please let us know. Um, we're we're going to just get it, be getting started into looking for, for venues to host us for that. Um, but uh, but yeah, that uh, were you know if uh, if you attended our one hundredth our one hundredth episode um, live show over at uh, the Oasis here in West Chicago, it was a really good time. A lot of people came out, and um, it was uh, I mean like I, I thought I thought it was a great night. So no, we had a lot of fun, man. It was it yeah, was we're fun. going bigger this time. We gotta go. Yeah, bigger. we're hoping to make two hundred even better and uh, bigger in every way. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, so we're gonna book it at the Allstate Arena. Small venue. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Uh, Tiny room. But, uh, Don't listen to Goat. He's talking Madman stuff. 
He was out yeah, on the road for too long. It cooked his brain. It's true. He's, 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 goat is hallucinating right now is what's happening. Um, but yeah, no, so, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for, for more news on, on both of those upcoming presumed live shows. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, aside from that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're basically back to business as usual here at Gamerhood Radio in the meantime. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, gentlemen, is there anything that stood out to you from this episode that you think would make a good topic and mailbag for next week? I know, John, you mentioned um, sequels. Um, yeah, I think honestly, I I, I unless I think you guys sequels is good. Recall, I've never, yeah, I don't think we've ever discussed sequels. And well, I think we may have done a sequels episode way back in the VJ era, but it's yeah, been long enough, mm-hmm. so we can do it again. Yeah, uh, all that and Titanfall Two just came out, and there's a lot of. I mean, everything that we've said in the last six months has had a number behind it, so I think it's there's enough. To revisit it. Well, it doesn't have to be like new sequels. It can be old ones or sequels, gaming sequels. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? I'm just saying it's relevant because everything that's come out lately has been a sequel. You know, and maybe the, maybe the mailbag question for that could be, you know, since we're going to be talking about sequels for our feature this week, is there, can you ever How recall many an instance where um, you enjoyed a sequel to a, a, a game more than the original game itself? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe that's, maybe that's the Perfect. question. Yeah. Okay, so so per, no, perfect. That 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 that's excellent. So, uh, to reiterate, our mailbag question for next week's episode is going to be: um, Have you ever played a sequel for a video game and enjoyed it more than than its predecessor? Um, and uh, yeah, so that's going to be our mailbag question for next week. And we'll and for our our feature, we'll be talking about just sequels in general, um, looking at the ones that have come out recently, as well as um, as uh, just kind of taking a look at um, like the, the favorites. Yeah, our favorites and seeing if sequels uh, with video games follow the typical movie curse of the sequel not being better or if or if uh, if it's any different. So that'll be next week's show. And so with all that being said, um, if you've liked what you're you can find us, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash uh, uh, plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I am at T-E-K Charlie, uh, John is at the Fallon Flynn, and Go- is at Sir Goatsworth. Um, you can uh, call and leave us a, uh, um, a voicemail at 94926Gamer, or you can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. Uh, if you have an Android device, you can download the official Gamerhead Radio app on uh, uh, from the Google Play Store, or you can subscribe on iTunes, um, Stitcher Radio, um, uh, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast download of choice. We record the show live typically every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Central. Um, so feel free to join us and join us in the chat room. Thanks to those that uh, were participating in the chat tonight. Uh, we appreciate you guys very much for hanging out with us every week. Um, and uh, with all that being said, uh, once again, thank you very much. This has been episode 192 of Gamerhead Radio. Quiet on the set. Quiet on the set. <laughs> and my Maggie's on my lap. Let me mute it. You probably pick up a. Uh... Oh, I've heard that all. Everybody's used. To, I've heard your cat eat. I've heard you and your cat talk. I, I, you have no idea what picks up on that mic. <laughs>
Noted. <laughs> yeah, like when Michelle sets down your plate, it's like <laughs> she dropped it from space on that table. <laughs> <laughs> amazing and like you'll sit your amazing you'll sit your fork down on it and i and i can watch the video you're all like dainty like oh i'm not digging any noise and, and on the other side it's like, clang, clang, clang. I'm, like yep, I'm not making a damn thing <laughs> awesome <laughs> fucking awesome i keep all i right. keep waiting for one of these episodes for you to pick up my son farting through the wall in his sleep 